Welcome back to the kickoff. It is me and the lads, as always, Lawrence McKenna, Rory Jennings, James Lawrence Old. Thank you. If you want to know the middle name, Alan Tobin joins us today. He's substituted very kindly after our man uh, Adam McCullough was um, not very well, so he will be back Good. next week. Make it. Uh, it's not a conspiracy. This one is just, it's really that simple. It's not a conspiracy. Um, Something happened last week? At all. Yeah. Uh, For those of you who really want to get outraged, Alan won't be here next week. What? You did well. You did well to get here so quickly. Yeah, yeah. It just, uh, just wait last plan. I've been on since Christmas, really paying off. Yeah. <laughs> What's your nope. middle name? What's your middle name? James. James. Brilliant. <laughs> Genuinely, though, because I, after Lars and Nicola's like back and forth, I know everyone's going to be like, oh. oh. <laughs> but it's like, no. Uh, it isn't that. He will be back. Won't stop him though, will it? Uh, well, no. but I, I must admit, I, I, I can't say I'm any different because I never get the tr let the truth get in the way of a good conspiracy theory. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Sometimes it's just more fun to talk to talk shit. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, but this is hardly 9-11, is it? Is well, no, <laughs> I, but I've turned it into a 9-5, to five, Lawrence. So, that's no, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, uh, we've got Liverpool versus Everton today. Uh, this is a, a big, oh, big <laughs> Actually, this may be like because the last one obviously was the Van Dyke injury, which uh, was a big, huge moment in the in the title race. Uh, but Everton have been so good, and, uh, and Liverpool they're in a bit of a funny period where they they look pretty decent midweek. This this is a, a huge game for them to get Champions League qualification, really, isn't it? That's what the main thing for the for both teams. Yeah, uh, I think it's more than that, you know, Brian. I think it's more, there's a derby like this. I think mm. that it, look, form and form and, and where you sit in the table is obviously relevant, but it also I mean, takes... They're sixth and seventh, just to put it in perspective. But I, it, it, this also transcends that. This is bigger than that. This is a fixture that means so much more than simply three points and simply where you sit in the, in the table. Like, if you think of the significance of it, have you seen the last time Everton beat? That, mate, that's, that's the biggest thing with all of this. The, you know, the words 1999. Mm. That is the last time Everton won at Anfield. Good year for Prince. And a great year for Prince. <laughs> and, <laughs> no, but, but for them, they Charles. will never get a better opportunity than today. No, they, they've had their better opportunity. Their, their better opportunity was actually in the cup when... Uh, Liverpool put out their under-17s. Curtis Jones. Uh, Curtis great. Jones. Curtis Great. Jones, yeah. well, and it's got to the stage now. Do you know what's happened? Because of that fixture, that was the fixture for me. That became like a defining moment. I was just like, right, I'm now conditioned to believe nah, that nah, Liverpool nah, 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 nah. will we're never getting, lose. We're seeing the last five games from both. That's it. Liverpool at home, shocking. Three losses, two draws. And basically for Everton, it's four wins and a draw. Away so, from home. Doesn't matter. I know you're saying form doesn't, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Is... Alan, you could tell me, what, what, what kind of hatred are we talking about for Liverpool-Everton? It's the last 10 years, I don't know, especially since social media has come to the fore, it's, it's very toxic at the moment. Really? Oh, it's horrendous. Like, there's a lot of justice for the 96 shouts and there's a lot of this going on in the crowd and all that. Like, it's horrendous. They seem they turned their back for you'll never walk alone. It's all piss taking and stuff. It used to be quite friendly, but it's quite vicious. Yeah, I always thought you guys were more bit. friendly. No, it was the friendly so, part. So, mm. so because of, right, so Newcastle and Sunderland is utter hatred. I feel like we're... I, in terms of hatred, the worst in the country. Um, obviously, you've got in Scotland. It's a bit. It's another level. But I feel like we're right up there. But because Liverpool have suffered in a way together, I always felt like you guys. It was not as bad as other clubs, but it. It's surprising that. There seems to be a bitterness from the blue side of Merseyside. That's unusual. Is that, is that worse because you guys won the title recently, so it's a bit more... Yeah. 
Yeah, potentially, yeah, it is. Definitely. I think it's also because there was a sense of hope at Everton that they were getting better and then it, that faded away for a little while mm-hmm. and then it came back and then faded and Everton are really on the up right now. I mean, if you look at that, you've seen the new stadium where it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's not having it. It looks amazing. It, honestly, I'm not picking up on the, oh. uh, the subtle dig. I was, I was, somebody tweeted the other night after they lost to Spurs. Who Man did they City. lose to recently? Man City. Man City. And someone said, I guarantee they'll have a stadium announcement the following morning yeah. or something like that. Because this thing has been in place for seven or eight years and there hasn't been a digger set foot on that place in Bramley Dock. Right. Nothing. Yeah. But Mashiri, but but, you know, he's put 400 million in, mm. which I think is, you know, it's like the... Th- Fourth most or something, which yeah, is yeah. so, which le- lends to the frustration of Everton overall. Because you know, if you're going to spend that kind of money, then you should expect to to start to move up the the table. Mm. And it, it hasn't happened until this season. The the exciting thing about the the rivalry for me is that I think that you hope, if you're an Everton fan, certainly, that the best is kind of yet to come. Uh, yet to come. Of it in is. Terms mm. of I think it is. Can't this team is, is getting better. Yeah, they've been thinking that since 1995, though. No, this is different, though. You got a three-time Champions League winner at the helm and things are getting better and you've got actually good players. Like, yeah, good young they, players they, coming they, through too. It's all, to be fair, Evan, they did spend money, but then you had Martinez, Coleman, Matt, basic frauds who Silver. were just fucking around, whereas now they've got an actual winner. Mm. And speaking from experience with Rafa, like when you get a proper manager, the difference is clear as day and I feel like we've seen it. All right, they had a bit of a false storm at the start of the season, but... Top top eight for Everton. They've, spent they've had lots that of money. though. They've been in the Champions League. You know, David Moyes had them in the Champions League. Yeah, but but, but you don't put four hundred million in and, uh, and want and want to finish. But football want to finish but, where you want. But football's changed since even since then, hasn't it? Where you're now playing catch up. Like um, Bovey said, like City spent a lot of money just trying to catch up before they even then went and hired another billion on top of that or whatever mm. it was. So Everton are still in catch up mode and they're trying to catch up clubs like. Spurs and um, and obviously they're now ahead of Arsenal on the table. But in terms of cl- it's club size, they're the ones that they should be looking to leapfrog, in my opinion, to try and. Yeah, look, I think that's certainly the case. But if you think over the say since, even in the David Moyes era, they finished top four a couple of times. You know, they have, they've had they've had their moments. They've mm. flirted with this moment that they're in now. Now we're kind of saying this is a line in the sand. This is Ancelotti. They didn't this spend is money the then, though. Yeah, that, I think that's the big. They didn't thing. spend they, money when they had that opportunity. Flirting spot on. That was, and, but it was also massively exceeding expectations. Like massively mm, exceeding expectations. They should have lumped on Moyes at that time. Yeah, and they spent they spent so much money. And the likes of was it Davy Klassen, Balassi, like those mm. kind of players coming in. The, the big difference when well, how much was Sigurdsson? Six hundred thirty million. million as well, and he's a lot of money. Spend and he's yeah. been okay at different times. He's sort of come back into form this season. I think the big thing with a with a club like Everton, it's a bit like Spurs in terms of you know you can throw money at things, but you almost need sort of plant these seeds, and they need to sort of catch. And I think this this season you're starting to see it with the likes of Godfrey, which cost a bit. Mm. Holgate, who's got been about, but is now a decent player. Mina's a good player. Uh, DCL up top as well. I think they are starting to get there, but it's it's games like this that uh, they need to sort of start to, to put a market down. Sigurdsson was 45 million, by the way. Which oh, sorry, kind of even more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is, a, I mean, I think he's a decent player. No, that's he, a rip-off. They got him at the time that he was at his best, though. So maybe yeah. at the time he looked like that. Yeah. But his peak had actually been and gone. Yeah, and also when he got his move, remember he went to Tottenham, it didn't quite work out for him. Mm. So, you know, he's a, he's a good player. I, I rate him. I like players like him as well. You know, can can quite often play a pass that most other people can't even see. I do rate him, but 
I think that we're all getting a little bit carried away with, with this Everton side. What we do you just, mean? Who's getting carried away? Well, I mean, people are saying that this is the moment. This is, a, you know, this is what they've been waiting for. This is, this is it. I mean, they're all right. No, they are, they are all right. But I, I go back to you know, what you saw, saw there with the, the, the home form, the general form of Liverpool, and then Everton's away form. In terms of opportunities, also, there is no crowd at this game. That is huge, isn't well, it? In a, in a, in a dark... They, they, the win here, this is the, this the, is the win here for Everton will be, look, three points are massive, but it will be symbolic if they are to actually win. They haven't beaten it, what is it, it's since 1999, mm-hmm. yeah. haven't beaten them since 1999, 24 at, games. at Anfield. Yeah. And it's... And, 24 and what, or 23 and what, in total. Just right. So, I mean, I but, think but that those things have to end, though. But them. that's like Chelsea Tottenham. You look at Chelsea Tottenham, when, uh, Tottenham just did not win at Chelsea, mm. uh, full stop. But, you know, you start to get a good team and then the moment came. Dele Alli scores those two goals and it's done. And, 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 and then they went on and became an even better side. Everton are trying to do what Spurs have done. And that's why games like these are important because you've got to, when a, the opposition are in a difficult uh, moment, you need to capitalise on it. The, and also, the, the fact that Liverpool can't break down teams at the moment, the yeah. Leipzig performance is one thing, yeah, but the, but the, the, the styles that, of that. The Leipzig performance, though, that uh, they matched up very well to Liverpool in terms of what Liverpool want an opposition exactly. to do. And uh, Everton aren't exactly the kind of side that do just sit back and break. So I think they'll do the opposite. Yeah. Oh, well, I think, it's, was it uh, Catanaccio? Is that the, the name of it? They'll have two banks of four and they'll try and get it to uh, DCL and play Which on the counter. Which could really work quite Which well. I think will work, yeah. Although I'd be interested, they'll target Henderson in this game. They'll target him 100%. because he's, he loses a lot of leg races because he's not that kind of player. His recovery isn't terrible. Sometimes he gets in the way pretty well. Liverpool were very lucky though, I thought, against RB Leipzig because it was two goals, basically, where it was a centre-back mistake. And if the same had happened at Liverpool, for, if the same, say it happened at 2-0 to Leipzig, I'd have gone, well, that's unlucky for Liverpool. I think you can be unlucky. I think, I think Leipzig could be have been unlucky, but also have the result be fair. I think Liverpool were, yeah, Liverpool were very good. I agree. Perhaps, it, perhaps Leipzig can look at it and rue their luck slightly, but overall, Liverpool were very good that night. I thought they were good. I didn't think that it, it was like a vintage performance, but I agree, you've got to work back hey, up if you, if you go to If you go... We're in the last 16 of the Champions League here, so let's give the, the uh, severity of the fixture... The, the weight that it yeah. deserves, right? Sure. No mugs here. Leipzig got out of, out of a very difficult group as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. So there's no mugs. You're playing in the last 16 of the Champions League, so everyone is, deserves to be there. Everyone is top tier. I agree that, but I also think... You go part, away and win 2-0, man. So I, it's big. I agree, but I've been thinking a lot about the analysis of Liverpool and Manchester United and Chelsea and all these teams this week. Too much of it is based on the emotional elements of this, and it's partly because people in the media don't really want to look at stats and have to actually look at how the game goes. Klopp said it very consistently. He's been like, I don't think any of the games where Liverpool have lost or, um, you know, drawn or whatever have performed so terribly that we go, that's a sackable offence. There's a lot of games where he's gone, okay, this isn't, this isn't exactly how we want to perform, but there's still a lot of positives in there. The, uh, there, isn't, there hasn't been anything sackable, definitely not. I mean, he's got so much credit in the bank that that is not even in the, in the conversation. But I think that there have been a couple of performances from Liverpool where... I was shocked. I mean, the, the one that springs to mind, yeah. Southampton away. Mm-hmm. I thought Liverpool were atrocious. And I, it's, and I, it's I, the first time you said that about Liverpool the whole, years. During this bad run, the word that came to my mind would be flat. Like, if I look at Liverpool last season, the season before, it's this intensity, this energy, and they overwhelm you. And that is completely gone. And, and the, the confidence that they played with, with that wave after wave of attack where they would just squeeze you and break you down, it was like, we know a goal is going to come. So submit now or submit later, it don't matter. We will break you down. And now that is completely not been there. So I think a lot of it is up here as well of 
and obviously tactically going back to what Lawrence said is not having the whole the, the way the moves all start from the back from Van Dijk and being able to get the full backs forward and then crush you um, that's played a role in it so. you're, right, you're right in what you're saying there because a lot of it is systematic I know you've probably spoke about it a million times but the loss of Van Dijk I can't underestimate how big that is I think ha- it's like, it's having like an Arsenal losing on Ray or someone like that back in the day exactly but, it, but then having Henderson having to fall back into centre half and his, his loss in midfield is worth its weight in mm. goal it's absolutely ridiculous because he sets the pace he sets the press everything he, uh, the, the, the passing everything. that's the thing about pressing I know, I know we talk about it as a team system but actually there are people in Klopp's uh, like formations I guess that trigger the press and he was one of those Mate, go, so, go back to Alan's point en- energy wise I feel like you had the leadership and the know-how at the back of Van Dijk of starting everything but the man who, con- who continued that was Henderson mm-hmm. so um, you've lost two big players in a way because Henderson ain't, ain't nothing as a centre-back. It's, it's, yeah. And that's why, to me, I'd almost rather anyone other than Henderson at, at centre-back because even though I get why he's thinking, all right, Henderson can control from the back, he can bring it out from the back, so we kind of got something there. You're losing such an, a, a great energy and, and a heart and soul of the team from that middle that I've been crying out for weeks now and going, why, he, he, you've got to put someone else one, there. One thing I've got to admit, though, I do think Henderson and Klopp have also worked on a difference in how Henderson can play as a centre-back because he is bringing it out a lot more. Mm. So it's basically dropping as deep as he was before. I still think he's the weak point in this, in this game, as good as he's played, because... What you talk about with, with Van Dijk is, is that it, there's this straight line almost on the halfway mm. line where you as the opposition, you go, if, if I play it over the top, well, Van Dijk's too quick. Or if I play it up to, to win a header, well, Van Dijk's going to win those headers. Always. The opposite, uh, not the opposite, but there, there's an opportunity here. It's massively for Everton because if you look at Leicester City last week, at 70 minutes, Liverpool the better team, but at 70 minutes, Leicester City put Harvey Barnes up there with, with Vardy and got them backpedalling. And because there is that element of concern because yeah, you know they're not Van Dijk and it's, and it's a new centre-back as well. They start to, to do that. They're thinking about going that way. And that both affects you defensively, but it also affects you in terms of going, well, no, we're going to stand here and really press and, and show that energy. It overwhelmed them. And I, I'm, I'm, look, I'm, that's why I think Richarlison starts up top today for Everton, because he, they're basically going to go pace, pace versus you guys and see what happens. No Calvert-Lewin. No Calvert-Lewin. Fun. Fascinating stuff. Yeah, really. that's a massive loss for them, I think, because I think you would have targeted Henderson. What, is he is he injured? He's on the bench. He's but not been. Yeah, like so, he's he's he, just not fully fit. He got injured in the Spurs game in the FA Cup. I think I can't remember if it was his calf or his hamstring, but I think they expected him to be back. And Ancelotti actually said he was going to be back, which I mm. thought at the time was a bit yeah silly for him to say it. But I guess he was maybe doing this kind of reverse psychology. Yeah, psychology yeah. thing, which is a bit a little bit strange. Uh, Look, do you know do you know what I was just thinking there, right? You're talking about the Leicester game last week that all went a bit wrong for Liverpool. And of course it did. And I appreciate, you know, we, we can all say Rodgers got it so spot on, bringing on Barnes and, and using the pace over the top and mm-hmm. exploit the Henderson weakness there. But let's have that right. It wasn't that. It was Alisson getting it all wrong. Liverpool were well in to win that game. Klopp got it, Klopp got it right. Rodgers got it wrong. But Alisson had a mare. That's well, all I it was. It wasn't a not just that. Well, so, for one of the goals. I, 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 yeah, yeah, but that sets a tone. The goals I, influence well, game. Well, I, agree, I agree with that. I do think Alisson made a mistake. I do also think Rodgers is famous for having these mercurial strikers and working up this great relationship with him. He did the same with Suarez and Sturridge and Sterling at Liverpool. And a lot of people were like, oh, well, he, Rodgers is being carried by these guys. But ultimately, like, he, he gives them the confidence and they don't always play that way under other managers. Yeah, so the, the third goal... I do goal, think that he partly relies on that, that he's got a great striker 
Kevin Vardy or someone else that can go up there. And he gives them the confidence to go out there and do it. Some managers, Sam Allardyce, for instance, if he had that team, I don't think he'd play them in the same way. And, and with Leicester City as a specific example, that's a team that can move the ball really quickly, yeah. directly. And they've done that for years with Vardy up top there. That's, that's the point I'm kind of making, is that for the third goal, that was a big part of it. There was a quick move to, to Harvey Barnes and he, and he finished brilliantly. And I think that's what's going to happen here, is because you're going to have two banks of four, I think, with Everton against Liverpool, and then they're going to look to break really quickly. And so someone like Richarlison, although it's, you'd rather have Dominic Cavalier in there, one thing that Richarlison can do with the ball is dribble with it really, really well. So the, the thing, the problem that Everton will have is can they get support to him as well Great. in this game? So if you guys think you also know what the result of this match is going to be or you know roughly what you think is going to happen, you can play a brand new game, the kickoff versus. Go to thekickoffversus.com and all you've got to do is answer. I think it's 10 questions, although sometimes it varies. Sometimes it's a little yeah. bit low, sometimes it's a bit high. Um, you answer those questions. All you've got to do is answer those questions. You win a, a pool of £1,000, which means if you're the only person who gets the most questions right, you win 1000 if you share it with someone else and you share the pool of a thousand with someone else. Uh, it is a free-to-play game. So all you've got to do is answer questions. You've just got to spend your time on the app. Uh, you read the terms and conditions. You've got to be over 18 and please play responsibly. It is fun. We all play it on the show as well. I'm good at Not it. Not that if any of... I think if any of us won it, <laughs> we'd all... We, I, I know that if I won it, i donate it to charity. Mm. And that's the difference. Mm. If I've won it, it took, I'm going to be totally honest here. Like, like you know, it's a, it's a good thing to say, and I'm sure that it carries favour with the audience. But I'm going to be totally frank here. Yeah. Be, if be I wrong. win, I've won it, man. <laughs> yeah. No, finally, yeah. finally, someone said yeah. shades of troops there when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that the the fame's got to his head. <laughs> yeah. We can all say it. Well, let's, let's, be, let's be. So he's wearing honest. nice jackets and all of that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, and he's wearing that jacket as well. <laughs> the, 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 the thing is, <laughs> if you um, if if you want to bring Rory down a peg or two, then you can bet your Bry coin with us today. <laughs> I didn't choose the name, and nor did Brian, and we don't know why it's called Bry coin. Um, oh, but basically, gosh. if you gamble the currency which is on the channel i don't know what it's not they're called bits right channel points right if you gamble those today on will liverpool win this game yes or no yes you could double them or whatever it is i think you get double That's double the amount correct back. answer yes. yeah you, you basically either lose it all or double it they're so. being called bry coin uh, i thought we should call it true coin but they're being called bry coin did you get it should we put that to a vote do you I don't put, know. It, put it to a vote at some point yeah. but also do you get it lawrence do you see why they went with bry coin well because bitcoin's also a thing yeah and right. it begins with b being, and it's a few, letters. few letters Brilliant. i mean it's, when, it's a good thing Rory, giving, Rory, eh? not, not few letters, the exact same amount That's of letters. Well, That's <laughs> a really good point. Yeah. And not like, that much like Bitcoin. Maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe it went over your head. Did you miss it? But also, whenever you cut to, whenever you cut to camera one, my first thought is not, that's true, Geordie. It's, that's Brian. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's always the yeah. first thought. And we know he came up on YouTube, commonly known as Brian. So, <laughs> the, oh, I can't wait to watch that Brian podcast. Yeah, yeah. Welcome back to the Brian podcast. What a great moment. Yeah. Well, closely associated with the Anthony podcast. Yes, yeah. yeah. Although, uh, yeah, it's strange that your second name is podcast as well. Yeah, strange. Brothers. We're, we're related. It's anyway, fine. you can gamble those on the channel. And one of the ways to redeem your points is against Rory rapping on the show. So please go over and bet. We those put that out bits. ages ago. I don't think we foreseeing how many people would double their points, points up, yes. Well, you, just to put this in a bit of context, ages ago, way back in the day, Elliot said to me, oh, we're going to have to like do a few prizes, but don't worry, you know, probably won't happen for ages. That's an Elliot thing. He I, went, I went, oh, yeah. okay then. Good, uh, good management. That, 
I expected it to never happen. It's happened about three weeks later. Mm. But did you agree to it? Three weeks. Yeah. I did. Well, right. But contractually I was, obliged I was, in a way. Contra- yeah, but I was also I was also sold a bit of a dud, wasn't I? Right. You that's, might have that's been completely one day. Rory, if anyone's will... been sold a dud here, it's the people who believe that this is some sort of win on their behalf. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely the worst prize ever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you don't, Rory, Rory, you don't might, know, do you? No, yeah, it's a bit rude. Apologies. You were in a music video. He was in a music video. That won MTV Music Award. Thank you. Did that win an MTV Music Award? Yeah, it's a joke's on you, mate. It just really was a good music video. Just to be clear, though, it was basically a video where you're flirting with a bunch of fish. Correct, mm. on an LSD trip. Well, you love wow. sexy fish. Right, so yeah, that's a really good point. Then. Yeah, wow. there we go. Mm. As I found out when I tuned into the stream the other night. And sexy I, uh, fish, so, sorry? Well, sexy so restaurant in London. The, the lads know. did a stream the other night when I was working on another video, and I, I tuned in, I thought, I just want to see what they're talking about. Obviously, big Champions League <laughs> game. Yeah. I want to hear <laughs> the, the analysis, up. as you would, James. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Ten minutes minimum of these two going, God, there's such good restaurants in London. And just going, and, and, and within about two minutes of, the, of, of naming a couple, they go, you thought of any of that good? <laughs> and I was like... No, 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 no. The, best, the best moment is when I turn to Rory and go, I'm just going to search top five posh London. <laughs> yeah, 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 I literally yeah, messaged Lawrence and I went, please stop talking I, yeah. about this. I dropped in when they were, um, when, when people were writing in stadiums and you were guessing them. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, was, I rate myself at that game. You were good. You were quite good. I, you were very good. I rate myself. Well. Rodney Parade. No, I didn't, didn't get that. He didn't get that one. He was in the chat. Yeah. Newport County. Right. Okay, um, yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. It was the other uh, Only Fools and but Horses. But you are doing another it? stream for uh, Chelsea Athletic. Ch- yes. Uh, yeah, I'm a, I can't wait for this. Atletico now. just lost 2-0 to Levante as well, and you just drew 1-0 with Southampton, so it sets it up perfectly. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they are better than us. Chelsea, Chelsea are going into this as certainly as underdogs. Underdog. Yeah, sell don't it. you think? Mm. Sell it. No, Absolutely. I think it's true. I, I think Chelsea are going in as underdogs, but... I just really hope, man. I just, if we can keep Suarez quiet, there, there is a chance. And you, it, this isn't fair, is it? Do you think this is fair, the way that it currently works out in the in European football? We, look, use Manchester United the other night. Manchester United won 4-0. Yeah. That counts as four away goals for Manchester United. Yes. yes. But had um, Sociedad scored, that wouldn't be an away goal for them because it's their home fixture. Right. But they're not at home. It's not right. fair, is it? I mean, it isn't a way because you you get one, you both get one fixture each where you are home and away. So it's really no, but it's, it's Chelsea, a fallacy, Chelsea, though, isn't it? Because you're not getting home advantage. Yeah, I don't think it's. I don't think away goals it, should count right? if it's. I don't think away goals should count if you're not at home. Right. I see. What so you're Chelsea saying. are playing. Chelsea are playing Madrid. The game's not taking place in Madrid. If Chelsea score in Eastern Europe, that's, well, that's an away ridiculous. goal. Where for is Chelsea. it in Eastern Europe? Budapest. Which one's it closer to? Is that where you're going? Budapest? The other night, the other night, Rory got Budapest and Bucharest mixed up, so I'm sort of worried. What I didn't get it muddled up. People. I got it right. Oh. People were getting it muddled up, right. but then they blamed me. And then Rory on the stream just went, "My geography is excellent. My geography was this is on, so good." Was this on our stream? Yes. Yeah. Oh, it's good to know he's, he's pointing the finger out at the fans then. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've left it in a safe pair of hands. He turns on the fans. Conflict he says, you words. got her all wrong. Well, he was just trying to... He was trying to, no, uh, he was trying to continue a rich tradition of turning it back on the fans. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Yeah. yeah, did learn that one. You, you're right, though. That, yeah. That's ridiculous. Oh, true they, they, true coins way, winning, goals. Exactly. True coins won, winning out. Uh, yeah. 69%. Oh, bright, this right. is XO all over again. Oh, <laughs> but isn't, isn't, isn't that down to individual governments, not... UEFA. <laughs> Jesus, mate, don't start this Sorry. conversation. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, the reason why Chelsea can't play in Spain, the reason why Chelsea can't go to Spain is because the Spanish government doesn't want tourists from the UK. Yeah, it's the, it's the same why our game was on in Budapest on Tuesday because the German government won't allow Brits, Brits coming in. Right. Yeah. yeah, but this is, the, the point is though, away goals count 
and you can't you're playing away effectively but if you both play away if you're both playing away from home I feel like basically what you're doing is highlighting one fixture where you get double goals and the other one where you get double goals so basically it is equal in a sense I don't think it is equal because Chelsea are going to play at Stamford Bridge mm-hmm. and Atletico are not going to play at the Wanda Metropolitana I don't even need to look at Brian and know his eyes have glazed over so yeah. you're not <laughs> feeling this what you're not feeling this chat <laughs> I think it's actually a really good one. No, it's not. <laughs> and you actually just yawned at me. Bro, bro. You can't do that. I'm a new council Like, Mate, It's not that I don't... You know, yawn the idea like of us travelling ever again feels like a far sort of distant The heady nights of Craig Bellamy and PSV Eindhoven. Beric yeah, Varos. Alan Shearer scoring two in the San Siro. Here, do you know somebody scored a no, hat-trick? No, you get Portsmouth in the FA I know, I know. So Kylian, Kylian Mbappe scored a hat-trick. Kylian Mbappe scored a hat-trick at the New Camp. Named the last player in the Champions League not play for Barcelona to score a hat-trick at the new Camp. You should get this. You should get this. Balsteen or He takes his shirt off, plays it on the corner flag, and he lifts it up, and all the fans are going mad. Amazing. Like, Amazing. What a player he was. Cost you yeah. the title signing him. Why, why is that? Because <laughs> there, there was just no Do you know cohesion. what cost us the title? <laughs> no cohesion. Do you know what cost us the title? <laughs> Everyone's celebrating Kevin Keegan's birthday. How about saying a fucking centre-back? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We, got, like we had the best attack in the world. We had the worst defence in yeah. the world. I will love it. Do you know what his long-term <laughs> plan was? Was to, to make David Batty a centre-back. Really? That's what, that, what I'm on about. Really? Say no more. Do you know David Batty's gone missing? No one knows where David Batty is. That, he, he is definitely <laughs> that kind to- of man. Minute, He's so- totally off radar. Do you know, I was genuinely thinking of doing this on my YouTube channel. Like, find David Batty. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Like, just like, he get does- in the car and don't stop until you find David Batty. You know, he didn't have a bank account. He used to get paid all his money, put it under his mattress in cash. Hang on, I think... So are you yeah. turned on Kevin Keegan then, have you? Muslim. No, I'm just saying, people, people sing people's praises, but, like, the reality was, Kevin Keegan bought the worst possible defenders you could ever imagine for a team challenging for a title. Each and every one of them was awful. Do you know when Kevin all Keegan was them. born? Well, 70 years ago, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah, but what day? But, uh, Valentine's, it, Valentine's, share, Day? Share Valentine's Day, yeah. Born on Valentine's Day. Yeah. Really? Ke- Keegan, Keegan, like, it was great watching the football and whatever, but, like, it was great for everyone else as well. No, that's not what you want. Well, the other, you is, the other yeah. weird thing with, with that team, uh, you know, known as the entertainers, they actually, they conceded a, what is a sort of an average amount of goals for a title-winning team, but the, they stopped scoring goals. Really? Was yeah. that what it was? It's interesting yeah. that because I would have thought they, I would have thought they just kept scoring goals, but they kept conceding too many. I think we choked, were, we choked mentally, but we choked because our manager choked, and we didn't have a, yeah. a manager who was strong-minded enough. And, and that, you were up against the, the best manager. We, we, we I were, think he was bad-minded. <laughs> <laughs> bad-minded guy. Yeah, yeah. If you know, you know. You know. If you know, you know. What is that? Subscribe, right? I don't know. I've got to look it up. For anyone who's not subscribed, you're about to see three minutes of ads. You little rats. If you don't want to see the ads, subscribe, you rats. Oh, we love them. 5,000. 5,000. Uh, almost 6,000 subs. If you want to get to 6,000 during this stream, please subscribe. Please do. Lawrence will rap. <laughs> I'll rap. How, what do we have to do to get Lawrence to rap? Uh, probably teach me to rap. <laughs> there you go. Okay. I, just, I just wanted to know. It's good. Yeah. They're, they're now seeing the ads, but it's me. we can talk about them while they're not here. The, 
Who was Liverpool manager back then at the same time? Roy, Roy Evans, yeah, we, a man who I once interviewed, and he apologised to me for not winning a title. <laughs> that I felt terrible so for him. I went, what do you think? Did you say, oh, don't worry, it's no, okay. Did, so it was, it was quite sort of sad. Like he was, so he, he, I was at a Liverpool Legends game interviewing the Legends, and obviously all the other Legends have won something, but he was part of the boot room in that time. So yeah. Was, yeah. Obviously he's won a lot. Like he won a League Cup. He's got a lot of titles to his name uh, just from being a backroom staff, right? But he never won it as a manager. So out comes all these massive legends like Ian Mulby and uh, Ian Rush and all these massive legends. And then in comes Ravens. And I said to him, like, why do you think it is that you didn't win? And he went, well, you know, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to let anyone down. I was like, I wanted to just grab him and hug him and be like, Roy, it's all right. Like, you, you tried your best, mate. And you were... <laughs> And then he sort of just... He, he, he's it, a proper it, Liverpool man as well. Yeah, yeah, he, is, he is. He's a Liverpool man, and that's what I like about mm. him. <laughs> no, genuinely. Yeah, no, it's, it says a lot when a guy speaks and he's got the accent of the club he's managing. It, it instantly gives me mm. a bit of respect for him. Like, all right, you're doing Liverpool, Liverpool, had, that con- Liverpool <coughs> had, that, had that continuity. Steve, Steve Bruce is your manager. How's it been? Did you say? How's the accent, did you say? It doesn't always work. Liverpool had that continuity. As Roy Evans proved, it doesn't always work. Yeah, Phil Thompson. They used to always have that kind of character Somebody that was there. Well, that's what Gerald Houllier did. Is he always, always kept Phil Thompson around. Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that going to be the new thought that if you are, you know, a Chelsea man, a Liverpool man, a Newcastle man, that you, you know, you're destined to fail? No. Because that seems to be the feeling. Of like, oh, name, name me the ones that have worked. <laughs> well, oh, well, I mean, in, in, uh, as, as in... Like, it used to work. So as in you have to have come from the city is what you're saying because if you if you if you talk Kenny, about Kenny Dalglish won the league Kenny Dalglish came back and he was terrible is, but yeah but well yeah but don't don't return to a, a love a love that you've left Kenny though if, if we're being honest uh, watching him as Newcastle manager he was as bad as any manager we ever had and if if, if one of the worst in fact. So, like, I think Kenny, sometimes things just fit, and he kind of fit at Liverpool, I guess. But, I mean, yeah, he, he, he won was, a title at Blackburn, but motherfucker. Ken, oh. Ken, Kenny coming back for us the second time was, was just a bit of a lift, because during the Hodgson years, it was yeah. just the lowest of the low. He, we, just, we needed a, a lift, and yeah. what better way to bring the king back? It felt like he was, like, a nice stopgap until you yeah. find the right person. But, like, I, you know what I do like? I, I like the idea of having someone who's the assistant manager who knows the club inside out and then a proper manager. So, like, to be fair, Everton, what they've got with Duncan Ferguson mm. and Ancelotti, I mean, they're the mo- that's the most weird combination ever. But <laughs> yeah, it is works. Next, it, it? You've got to think. Yeah, it works. He, he, Ancelotti has all the experience and then Duncan Ferguson has all the experience with that club. Mm. So it's a great little system. So if you can have that, for example, I don't think Klopp needs that anymore, but I guess the original idea could have been Gerard and Klopp, or, but now Gerard's killing it at Rangers. Well, I mean, I guess that leads on to that, that thought that Gerard at Liverpool, you know, everyone's guiding towards that. He's doing brilliant at the moment. We're underway, by the way. Sorry, 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 we have kicked off. We're underway. Um, In a minute, uh, we should mention Bobby Robson. But also, I think part of the problem is... (laughs) That worked. Yeah. (laughs) Part part of the the problem is, at the time, the reason that Liverpool needed an outside influence was because um, it felt as if things had become a bit stale Mm. at the club and everything, uh, everything that was so internal and so inward looking, that Liverpool had become quite inward looking uh, because of a Hodgson and then obviously a series of just things where for some strange reason Liverpool looked in rather than out. It looked like they needed to go outside. I think all the clubs that are looking back in or looking at an Ollie or a Lampard or a whoever, 
are clubs that have gone, well, we've gone to the outside influence of Van Gaal, Mourinho, all these guys. We need to go back to what our roots are. So sometimes it extends out to the outside world and then sometimes it comes it back It works as well. I mean, it generally, I think it generally, generally having that continuity is a good thing. I mean, Mourinho like definitely benefits. Mourinho years. definitely, yeah, absolutely. Mm. It worked for, for Liverpool for, for decades. Certainly worked for Mourinho having somebody Steve like Clark. Steve Clark around. Yeah. Mm, sure. Like there are plenty of examples. But I think that, that you, to go kind of back to what you're saying there, James, it does seem to be very, very on vogue to go with one of those stylish managers, Lampard, Gerard. I've got Thierry a question for you, Rory. Thierry. Is he stylish? Going back to your dream of having a Chelsea man, maybe you just picked the wrong Chelsea man. Maybe it should have been John Terry. Because How John do you Terry, reflect on that? John Terry is clearly doing good things at Villa. <coughs> They're on the up. And for me, out of him and Lampard, Terry was always the real leader of the two. And he was the well, old... Yeah, Terry was the captain of the club. He was the leader. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's in the ring. Oh, no. What did I tell you? Two minutes. We did wow. say the pacing behind could be a major problem. Cracking part. It's a massive problem. Two minutes in. Fucking hell, man. Wake the hell up. You're at home. Who's, and they, had, they nearly had a chance before that, didn't Let's they? Let's see what happened. What Hammers went wrong Rodriguez. here? It was, it was a header back and forth. Oh, and then oh, tried to clear it. Amateur, man. It was Hamas uh, Rodriguez who got this. Oh, oh, oh he's on. He's done his. He's yeah. done his. Who's that? Richardson. Richardson with the goal. No, who's is chasing he, him? Is he back. definitely back. onside? Oh. Yeah, he's definitely onside. 100% onside. Yeah, he's 100%. Oh, no. I, I did wonder that with Everton because the, th the thing that you have is Richarlison will come into those pockets yeah. of space and so he becomes that little, yeah. so little for, man for those who want, plays that part. Yeah, for those who are watching the game, Richarlison drifts in between two defenders. The ball's shredded uh, around them. Latches on one shot. It's, it's done. It's, it's a great ball. It's a know, great ball from the core, it, isn't it? Not only is it a great ball, but it's mm. also a classic. Neither of those centre-backs are there to take control. You've not got someone who's bossing the back line. Straight right? through yeah. the middle of them mm -hmm. both. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't yeah. happen often. Yeah. If you've got Van Dijk there, that doesn't happen. I, I thought that ball from Rodriguez, that's two touches. Sometimes the simplicity of it kind of highlights the vision. Yeah. And like no, one touch, boom, there it is. Not Amazing. even not even a Van Dijk though, Loz. Like, I, I think just a leader. Like, sure. like even... John Matip. I can't believe I'm going to say this, but potentially even a Lovren with experience. No, absolutely Lovren. And someone who goes... We, this is what we do because it did look like um, two people who've never met each other. Lovren's been, become very unlucky because he was so supportive his, of his own brilliance. He people then he went the himself. other way. He meant people yeah. exactly. People went the other way. Lovren's a really good defender. He's okay. he's okay. He's a really oh, good defender. He's one of the defender. best in the world, James. Have some respect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. the, uh, the problem is, the problem yeah. with Lauren is... He's decent, he isn't he? He made himself yeah. a, a joke. He was a great number two. Yeah. I always say this about He was number it's four. Like, he's like Vinic. Like <laughs> he was a great second centre-back. But if he were there now, he'd be the one. Yeah, that's the problem. But if you think of that Spurs game, when he got torn a new one... But, but, but the point I'm making is, uh, yes, he, he's a great two, but he'd, uh, he'd actually be a great one at the moment. Yeah, exactly. Because they, they ain't got that. Yeah. They ain't got yeah. that right now. Do you know what though? That focus on Henderson. Probably the worst point I could have made about Lovren. But you get the you get what <laughs> yeah. I mean. Like <laughs> yeah, got, yeah, no, yeah. I'm saying even a Lovren would would no, work. Lovren is better than the two that are playing today. Well, the thing, Brian, this will massively affect the markets for Brycoin or Truecoin, <laughs> as we're going to call it. Now. <laughs> Three and a half million uh, Truecoin, as they were voting on the line. We're in the on the line. Do you know today. they have to watch for hours to to get this shit up? By the way, so this is going to be like. A lot of people, like, they're going to either win big or lose big yeah, yeah. a lot of this lot. A lot of people, I mean, if, if you're What was the split lot? Do we have the percentage? It was 69% of people thought oh, TrueCoin was the right name, right? Um, but what was the split? 
for the game. So 67% on a Liverpool win. So the markets today will be absolutely ruined. Brian, if anything, I think a tweet from you just, which just says true coin Hmm. could uh, cause a surge in the market. Well, I'm a big influencer (laughs) in the market. You know what I mean? I'm I'm definitely... But Elon Musk. In this this time, guys, let's let's just... Even bigger than the KSI of it all. Let's just say for for two hours today, let's just incessantly tweet Elon Musk for him to tweet true True coin. (laughs) People just like, oh, I can't get in. Gotta get in on this true coin. God bless him. Imagine if he bent to that. <laughs> You'd just been for me. We all under test oh, If Elon Musk wants to come on my podcast, smoke a little weed, whatever he does with the Joe Rogan <laughs> show, I'll, I'll do it all with him. Obviously, it. if it was in the UK, we wouldn't smoke the weed. Uh, but, uh, I'm just anywhere else. Yeah. <laughs> We'd go to LA and, and do it legally. Probably eat some, eat some like milk. Yeah. <laughs> some milk meat. Eat some milk. Yeah, some definitely milk. eat some milk. Yeah, do you remember that when when he lit up on fucking Rogan's podcast and the bloody shock, the stock started going down yeah that's weird isn't it Did as if as if they yeah. didn't know that he, this guy already smoked weed that's unusual it, it affected the stocks of obviously of um tesla and all yeah that. mate the 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 shareholders were like what the fuck are you doing he's like whatever i want <laughs> he, yeah, went, he went why do you think the cars look like that <laughs> yeah <laughs> really? you think outside yeah. the box yeah. <laughs> yeah to be fair that that van does look pretty outside the box it's pretty cool mm. would you ever go for a tesla brian uh, no, I don't want to do um, electric. I thought you might say that. <laughs> this, is this like your, is this the equivalent of when you like you didn't like vegetarians? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I've got no problem with vegetarians. <laughs> that was his. He hated. Um, it's it's when people put what their what their diet is and their bios that I've got a yeah, problem with. Man. Stop. Plant-based. You know Plant-based. Yeah, yeah. And, and what's the next thing? <laughs> Improper. Is that just weed, is it? <laughs> yeah. It's a little battery. Battery symbol. Liverpool in behind? Oh, electric um, But no, I, I think um, electric cars are fucking fast as hell, to be fair to them. They're, and they look really nice, and I get it all, and, uh, you know, we've we got to look after the world or whatever. But when you're in a car and you're feeling that... Broom, broom. The you wind the in your hair broom. is a broom. The, the, the wind broom. in my beard. The wind in your beard, yeah. yeah. <laughs> as Fred, you would say, the broom, broom, the bang, bang. Do that again, James. Get the car. Yeah. James yeah. literally yeah. put his hand on the yeah. so, so, Brian, uh, tell me about um, Paris and Monaco when Formula E took you there. What were they like? All right, so this is the story, right? <laughs> so, so, yeah, we got taken to Monaco by Formula E. God bless them. And, pa- and, God. Paris. and they, Paris. They spunked so much money on influencers, it wasn't even funny. Yeah, but good, right. good luck to them, because they give us a nice time. Um, and, um, it was a great live show. We'll watch along if you will. Yeah, yeah um, the set was great. But they, they did. They, they, they went for it. Uh, but obviously, the people in the back didn't know what the hell they were doing in regards to making... Uh, content around it, but we got to go and have a good time. Me and Lost made a nice little video. Um, Is that what we call it now? And I, I, it was a lovely video. It was a lovely video. Was but it? I'm just saying, they, they, we got a chance to get a car, and for some reason, it ended up being a petrol car. <laughs> it was not only that. So originally, we went and we could drive. Uh, the, the the pitch was, and we could drive an electric this, car, an electric car around Monaco. It was Brian like, no brum brum. No, <laughs> I wasn't involved at this stage. Right. And and they went, yeah, that's brilliant. And then on the day we go, oh, oh great, what's the car? What's that coming? It's a Lamborghini coming. Do they have any electric cars in there? Nope. I no was delighted. Cars. I was yeah. fucking oh, delighted. And the best thing was afterwards, they went, you think you could not make too much of that? In the video, I was like, "Yeah." Dun, dun, yeah. Dun, 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 How do you want me to edit the Lamborghini? Yeah, yeah. The best bit was about a year later, we seen Conor McGregor driving the exact same red uh, Lamborghini. I was oh, like, really? "I had a first." You could have got around like he turns, he turns on the exhaust, and you hear a ding. 
Instead of the you could have done something. And then you go, listen to that. It was the most scary but best moment. Like, because obviously I'm learning to drive on the other side of the road in a 300 grand car (laughs) that's brand new, (laughs) done like 10 miles just to come to me. I was like, what the fucking hell am I doing here? I was shitting it. Like, I was actually really worried. But then the next day I was like, okay, now I'm going to throw it around a bit. Yeah. Well, that was probably the bottle of wine you had the night before. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was over the limit. It's happened now. It was in a different country. You can say what. Yeah, we move on. (laughs) So at the top of the show, we've covered driving under the influence of smoking weed. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the kickoff. Not that we endorse endorse either of those. To be fair, it was in a different country both times. So uh, Liverpool or... That's what Blair says about Iraq. (laughs) 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 Liverpool are on the attack. Oh. Liverpool have actually looked pretty decent since the goal went in. Mm. They've, they've really pinned uh, Everton back a little bit. They've got a corner here after that seemed to clip the hair of um, uh, Lucas Everton. Dean. Yeah. James, just to be James as a ball playing centre midfield, what are your opinions <coughs> on oh. Thiago? I, <sighs> Surely you say he's a man with legs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I love him. He's got sexy hips. However, he, I, I thought he was going to sit at the base of that midfield and just literally just run it. Um, but because of all the other problems, mm-hmm. he can't he can't do that. And defensively, like, th- those comparisons with Paul Scholes, I think, are actually quite fair mm-hmm. in a modern in a modern point of view. But in the, the, with the idea that defensively, he's a bit of a problem. I think I, but, so. The and so they're hiding him a little bit further forward. Well, the int- well, first of all, I think Thiago was probably meant to be a bit further forward because I think Fabinho <laughs> was meant to sit at the, the base of that midfield. Thiago came from Bundesliga with the most interceptions or basically presses successful presses yeah. in, in that season as part of a system though that's well, like well, yeah but Liverpool Liverpool have seen a lot of there's no system. System. the same system's not here well, right now no, so that, you can't totally judge on it right however if, if we're being totally frank about Thiago if you dismiss everything that you've seen him do for Bayern Munich and, and dismiss all of the reasons why so take away the injuries and whatever and just analyse his performances he hasn't had a good game for Liverpool yet I thought he played well in midweek I think, okay, I think he's he had, had a good I, Premier League game for I, I, thought, I thought his debut and the last derby before he got injured, injured, I thought he was excellent. Yeah. Compared I, to what we expected, well, I mean, we're clasping at straws here. Do, do you know what? The, the thing with him, what? I think, is they're playing him now a tiny bit further forward to try and kind of. He's the one who's going to like ignite it with like. Mm with his brain pretty much because he's, he's not going to dribble too much he's going to move it really quickly right and so you can do that I just love the way he talks about this with his brain probably, <laughs> probably. give I'm, me a word I'm guessing but we'll see uh, but he's the guy who kind of gets it going yeah right? he unlocks them he unlocks them so yeah. in a team that's like if you've got their first team maybe you can allow him to sort of drop deep sometimes and pick up Absolutely. the ball that Chelsea game actually you know before it before all the injuries and things happened he, he was able to do it against 10 men but initially he was kind of playing on that left side of the, of the three he's the guy who kind of makes it move a bit quicker <coughs> I think there's a problem with Liverpool a little bit with the other midfielders of course because those are, they, you haven't got any kind of like attacking Bro. midfielders so if he plays the first pass who to he's only ever going to play it quickly out wide well, that's so, the problem am I right in thinking though he should, he's, he's supposed to have been in a midfield with uh, Fabinho and Henderson who yeah, are yeah. beasts yeah. to do all of the work to get him the ball to then give so him the option to do what he does best. <laughs> he, he's right now not being able to do he's not he's not having games that are going to be to the standard that we expect from him because he's not doing the job that he should be doing. However, in front of him, he still has one of the best strikers currently in world football. He still has... Oh, oh shit! shit. shit. What is he doing? Is that from a goal? Oh, mate. Yeah. Kabak. Kabak is, Kabak's not good. This is worrying, by the way. 
That is his name, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to forget Fl- it pretty no, quickly. Don't worry, Flav called him Kojak. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, Who loves you, baby? What, what, what we've just seen from him there, that lack of response um, in, in the fir- for the first goal and now for this goal, he's not switching on quick enough. There's, it's, that's just a huge problem for their back line. I think Henderson, as time, as, as time goes by, him as a centre-back is a bit of a problem as well. Because that first goal, you saw it against Leipzig in, in midweek you? as well, is that you can kind of, you can freeze him a little bit. If he's just playing on the front foot and going and winning headers, going and intercepting, like a, almost like a defensive midfielder would do, then that's fine. But if you put someone in front of him so he can't go forwards and he's worried about going back, it happened a couple of times oh, I've, midweek I've seen, and it happened yeah. for that goal. I've, I've seen Henderson done up like a kipper where they've just ghosted past him like he's not even there because he, he's not in his it's right not his position. position. I'm not having yeah. a go at the guy. Yeah, I agree. It's just exactly. not his game. It's same with um, Thiago. But do you know what? It's square, it's square and round holes. At some it? point, though, do we not have to be slightly more ruthless in our analysis and go, rather than saying, you know, Henderson is playing out of position and that's why his performances have been below par. Alcantara no. is playing in a midfield that he isn't supposed to be playing in and that's why his, his performances are below par. Does it not just at some point become... Alcantara hasn't done enough. Well, no, because the, if you, that, that's true. But I we're agree. Not, but I'm we're, just saying why. I think the conclusion you came to it sets up a false question. So the conclusion you came to is Thiago's not playing well. The, the actual conclusion you need to come to is he's being asked to do a much more basic role by Klopp because Klopp currently says, we don't need you to do all that other stuff. Oh, so don't do it. So then when he doesn't do it and he's being asked to play a different role, that's not his... That's not him playing badly. That's him how, fulfilling different how, things to what he came to. Because before, he had the most, uh, most interceptions and tackles per 90 in the whole of the Bundesliga last year. I also think, again, it's, it's, that, that stat works in a team. That, and, and you would have got that if you hadn't had, had all these, uh, these injuries. The problem is you have had them. And the big thing with Liverpool is that Man City have so much depth in so many different positions... Or, or even in the same positions that you can take one out and put put a new one in, right? With Liverpool, I think it's they're so dependent on the system, or they're more, far more dependent on the system because they've never had the same I'd, amount I'd of drop, depth. Uh, I'd tell you now, I dropped Genie Wijnaldum for James Milner immediately because he's been a fucking passenger in most of the games I've been watching lately. I think uh, I strongly disagree, my friend. Really, yeah. strongly disagree. Well, you, you're I, a Liverpool I, I, fan. I, I, so I think he's been our one. He's up there to be player of the season for us. I, I think and he I hovers would... around the ball. I see him do that. Says a lot, doesn't it? I, I personally. <laughs> Feel like when, so here's what I'm saying. Hmm. I say a lot of. Do you know when you were at school and there was that kid who didn't really want the ball, but he was very clever and looking like he kind of did. So he'd be just close enough to the ball, and when it didn't go past me, go. Ah. Yeah. That Genie Wijnaldum has done that at a world class level to me. He's actually done that to a point where no one notices that he doesn't really want to be in those crunch moments where it's all on him. So he's near the ball, and I was saying, I'm going, what? Like even if you watch the goal, when you watch the goal, the kid who picks the ball up, the closest man to him before he threads it through to Richarlison is Genie Wijnaldum. Is he making a tackle? He's not doing shit, mate. I agree. And, yeah. and that's just for one goal. But what what are you saying on a game to game basis, Alan? That I'm not. What's his it's best? A t- it's, a t- it's, a, it's a tough one to see it on TV, but when you're in the ground and you see what he's actually doing off the ball, it's it's one of these things that's very hard to um, articulate with stats because mm. it's like blocking passing lanes and okay. all that kind of stuff. You know this what I mean? This could be a moment here. <laughs> Sorry, just like if Rodriguez ba- bangs this in from. Oh, definitely that was crap. Not. Sorry. <laughs> 
but, but imagine you, win, you interrupted me for that. That, that, yeah, was, that was I'll never do that again. Second yeah. only to Rory's This is in the back of the net. <laughs> that was the worst free kick. I'm sorry. That's sorry. the worst free kick we've ever seen after someone's gone, this could be a moment. Yeah, yeah. He didn't barely get off the ground. <laughs> that was shite. Still rolling yeah. now. Shame Honestly, on you, Rodrigo. Yeah. I could have worked that better. But d- with the, that idea about Genie, is, isn't that the same kind of thing that, that this is a team that was He's been kind of dependent on the, the quality of the system. Mm-hmm. That that when you take those cogs out, he himself looks like someone who's, yeah. who's, who's uh, hiding. Genie, after watching him for Newcastle, and obviously he's a much better player at Liverpool. Um, but again, he also benefits a lot from having the engines behind him. And he can kind of do a bit of everything, Genie, when he's at his best. Um, but him, him, him and um, Thiago, they're, both, they're not those kind of players by nature. Yeah. So it ain't going to be good performances when they have to do that kind of work. I guess my endorsement yeah. of him is if, if Klopp starts him in so many games, there's got to be something like well, no, that. I, I, I think he's like the third, he's the third guy in the midfield that mm. when it's all going really well, you go, oh God, isn't he great? But then when it's not going well, you go, step up. Oh, where are you? That's kind of the problem with maybe his style. Partly, in this team. Although, yeah, obviously in, in England, I do think there is a real um, emphasis placed on, you know, the Henderson, the Gerrard types, where it's like that guy took the game by the scruff of the neck. Uh-huh. Not every player in no, the game can so be that when, player. When Genie's at his best, I think he is very good at receiving the ball and having three men around him and making good decisions and moving very quick, quick feet and moving the ball and getting into the box and, and being a threat. And like at his best, he's, he's probably world class, but it's just it's just how I've felt about... Oh, oh chance! Oh, wow. <laughs> oh. Just saying, We're down there! No, here, I'd love yeah. that. <laughs> Firmino, that would be great. Keeps Firmino, just Alan, here, Alan Laws, here's a question. Yeah. You can only have um, Curtis uh, Jones or... I was going to say Curtis Davis. Curtis Jones or, <laughs> Curtis Jones or, um, or Wijnaldum. Of course, Wijnaldum's contract's up at the end of the season. You can only have one. Which one would you want? Has he gone on a free? Yeah. It will, yeah, but yeah. it doesn't sign a contract. It's also because Liverpool... So, first of all, there's a... It's, both ways there. Liverpool go, we're not going to give you the wages that you're asking for. His wages haven't gone up since he signed for the club, by the way. Yeah. It's his last big Is he not there. like an Ericsson type of situation where you kind of think, you know what? I'm not sure. I think he, you've had him during his prime. Oh! oh! What's Henderson, 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 Henderson? Get him back that. in midfield. <laughs> <laughs> What's a save from Pickford? Pickford, he stretched those little T-Rex arms out. <sighs> He's, you know, like with Southampton, you can't talk about Southampton. It seems oh, that, that was a world, that class, a great save. World, world, world class. class. Absolutely yeah. world class. Pope would have caught it. It's great yeah. as well. <laughs> I, wish, I wish there were more world class players on the pitch. Um, there will be one more world class player on the pitch if it wasn't for Jordan Pickford. To, answer, to answer your question, Jimbo, um, if you ask me that in two years' time, I'll take Curtis Jones, but right now I'm taking Vanella. Interesting. <laughs> really? Yeah. Also, I, I'd take Jones oh. now because I actually think Jones is doing a sterling job. And also because I think Wijnaldum's coming to the end of that timeline mm-hmm. with Liverpool. So the yeah, point I was making before, sorry, was um, in regards to Ericsson, mm-hmm. like similar to Ericsson, maybe Ericsson was a better player for Spurs at his best, don't get me wrong. But I feel like now when you look at him searching for a club who'll take him, I could quite imagine that if... If Liverpool, I feel like Spurs clearly made the right call on him because his peak had been and gone. Mm. And if you give him 300 grand a week or whatever crazy wage he's asking for, and that peak never comes back, which it doesn't look like it will do, in my opinion, in terms of Wijnaldum is a good player. But look at Nick um, Curtis Jones, he's only going to go and get better. Yeah. Um, why spend. Oh, chance! 
That's a foul I'm giving off football. Yeah. <laughs> Why spend so much money signing Wijnaldum on a huge contract when realistically no one's going to come in and offer 40 million for him anytime soon when... Yeah. No, and, might, and you're right, they've I, had I, the best I, out of him as well. Uh, not yeah. only that, but I think he, he wants to... At this point, you're sort of thinking, okay, the project's kind of come to an end with... Oh! Trent blasted just over the ball. but Liverpool again, wasn't it? Liverpool are getting aggressive again. This is This is actually... A good 10 minutes from Liverpool here. So the reason I would say Wijnaldum should move on from Liverpool, first of all, when you watch him play for the Netherlands, he basically plays as a... A 10. A 10, yeah. Mm. I want to say... That's what he was for Newcastle. Yeah. And he scores goals, he sets up goals, he gets assists, he looks dynamic, his ball, his ball retention is much more... He, he is a bit more of it like an Ericsson at that point because he has a lot more ball time. In this, it's much more like he gets the ball and he has to pass it on, get the ball, recycle it, get the ball, move on somewhere else. And it's not that you think he's wasted because he's won a title in the Champions League and all that at Liverpool. But you think, God, I'd actually really love to see him somewhere else and see what he can do. And I feel like there are other avenues for Liverpool to go down in the midfield. Good header from Henderson. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I think watching it in midweek, Curtis Jones, I think that was that was a performance where I was like, okay, yeah, I think you yeah. move him on now. You make yeah. the smart, Agreed. sensible decision. For, for Wijnaldum, it's almost a shame for him as well because I, I bet Liverpool would have gone, all right, all right, take the money if it wasn't for for COVID. But like, I keep hearing this phrase now. There's this like, you know, this COVID economy in football now sure. is so different. And and the problem with the wages that all these top players want and the wages that they can actually go and get, it's what, weird. There's like a new. Do, power. do you think there's a little bit of football clubs going? We can utilise it. Yeah, mate, yeah. It's a totally. totally. Sorry, totally. sorry Jeannie, they, but... They've got the money for Wijnaldum if they decide that Wijnaldum is essential to their future. Uh, that's they, the thing, they're though, looking I, at it they thinking he's not. But that's the point, is he's not seen as essential. No, because he isn't. Curtis Jones, exactly. Curtis Jones is not going to do it. And they've and, had the best out of him. And it's time for a recycle at the Absolutely. Yeah, in, in the same time. I think that's good for the game, by the way, as well. Absolutely. We're going to watch a bit of a clearance, I think, at Liverpool at some point. I don't know if you agree, Alan, but I do think there's going to be quite a few top-profile players going. And if you look at Liverpool's midfield... Who would you look this summer would you go okay that's enough it's time to go for the re I, I think you might see one of the top top three go okay has, has, has Bobby no I hate saying Ooh. this oh, I, right. I, who I goes hate, then? Who I goes? hate I just this. don't think I just don't think Klopp would Let get rid of Bobby top. just yet I hate what, what saying this but Bobby has been on a slow decline in the last 18 months sure. I absolutely love the man and please don't take this up the wrong way I'm not turning on him <laughs> but is, Stop is there him a, is in there, the back is there a question is there a question there to move him on in the summer I'm talking Sorry. Is, is yeah. there a question there to move him on in the summer? Uh, it's just it, who else do you get in in that space? What are you saying? Yotta goes down the middle. Yeah, or is there or, or is there an option? Someone if, new if you get, altogether. Someone like, new altogether, maybe. So that would mean that you'd have to sign someone who's. Uh, you, what you'd have to do then is drop either of the wide guys in the middle, which would mean Mane would almost go through the middle, or Salah mm -hmm. would go through the middle, and then you put what Mbappe on the right wing. Or, <laughs> Because if you if you if you lose Firmino, you lose you, you yeah. change the system, what? don't you? What? And you do what? You just Who's maybe. Oh, I, suppose I mean, to be fair, you put Mbappe. It, it would be very interesting to see Thiago <coughs> obviously in that team, but obviously, how old is Thiago? Thirty-one. 29. 29? Yeah, 29. Yeah. So, but by the end of by next season, he will be thirty, right? Yeah. Right. Firmino's in a similar point in his life cycle. He's twenty-nine or so. Yes. Twenty-eight. Twenty-nine. Yeah. Um, you're looking at people who are coming to their peak. But it'd be interesting to see Thiago sat behind Yota, Mane, and Salah, or Yota, Mane, Mbappe, or someone like that. <laughs> so with, with Firmino, because I think that's interesting. Because if if you get rid of him, you know that's the signature almost of the team and, mm. and the system. Mm -hmm. like, how important is the system 
Berry. to Liverpool because if you get rid of him, you get you have to you have to restart a little bit. You have not, to play it's not a full restart, but I do think it is a change. But also, yeah, it's, a system, it's a system that has taken them an awful long way, achieved everything they dreamed it would, and is now stumbling. So I imagine that Klopp will now try and reimagine his system as well. Yeah. You, it won't just be this blueprint, two wide guys, one in the middle who doesn't score but allows the other two to flourish. Mm. That isn't just the system from, from now until eternity. I agree. No, my, my, my point is, is that chemistry is important in football and that's, that's what was so great about Liverpool and what, what is hurting them a little bit at the moment as well. So if, if you take Firmino out of that and start again a little bit, then that, that will affect that, surely. Uh-oh. I think Henderson no. just bought his done him there, I think. Decore's <laughs> given him a dead leg. No. I, no, I think Klopp's he's actually pulled his hamstring. Look at that. We've got he's Jordan Henderson down here and he's really in pain and he's not the type of guy who'd fucking no, he's pick. Hard. He's, he's holding his hamstring, isn't he? You know what? I think it's a dead leg watch there, there yeah. is a clash with the core I'm sure there is let's see no, no he's got oh, pinged oh. pinged ah. that, that's, that's <laughs> a you you're joking you're fucking joking he, he, watch his, watch his wow. mouth he says you're joking yeah ping oh poor guy watch as he looks up he says you're joking god he, he says what is it with this fixture <laughs> so I, I, I think what is it with oh. Liverpool this season they've just been decimated haven't they wow Euros as well. If you do hamstring oh, at this point, I mean that that was one of the uh, it, you know realistically. Ben Davis, honey, come uh, on, Matt Phillips. <laughs> wow, Matt come Phillips, on, boy. mate. Championship. Go on. Matt Phillips. <laughs> oh no, it's Matt Phillips. Sorry, I'm Miles. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was Ben Davis. Oh, no, Matt Phillips. I, I I look at Jordan Anderson. I think he's a crucial player for England as well. So. Yeah. Wow. That's it. Right. Now we admit this you will never get a better chance in no, your Everton team. Never, one never, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. I mean who who's gonna go centre back now? Nat Nat Phillips. Nat Phillips Nat Phillips. In Phillips. So what's that, a twenty year old and a old twenty two guy? Twenty two year old. Yeah. That's wow. a very young centre back pairing, both of them looking quite well mate, they, they, they barely charge. know each other they've probably only met about 10 times yeah probably yeah. <laughs> yeah. genuinely yeah, I'm not even yeah. joking they probably only met each other about 10 times very in their awkward. life I, I mean, there's some decent mobility being shown by Jordan Edison as he limps off to be fair he doesn't yeah he, he, he doesn't look, he, he's, he's moving around he, he, he looks like he's trying to have a think about whether yeah, or not he, he can do this yeah isn't that strange though yeah look at him trying to stretch what Captain Fantastic do you know what he's he, <laughs> I'll tell you what, of all it? the players in Premier League history, to, for me to do a 180 on, I've got to say Jordan Henderson might be the most I've ever slated someone <laughs> and then been like, holy yeah. fuck, you're actually really good. Yeah. Or really, or really important. It's, I, I, no, he's so good. No, I, I, I I've, I've never I, been more wrong about a player in my life. I remember saying that I thought he should Genie be player Ryan of the Alvin year last up. year on the kickoff. We were talking about it and I said, I think he should be player of the year and everybody was saying De Bruyne. Just like this guy is fantastic. Well, we were wrong, though, Rory. No, you were. It was Henderson. <laughs> no, you were wrong. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> you, were, you were definitely wrong. <laughs> no, but it, it, it's look. He isn't on a De Bruyne level in terms of technique and all that. But what what I think we've seen. Hey, he's especially, back on. especially this season. He's back on through what? Henderson um, being forced to move out of the midfield, and. We see the impact of not just Van Dyke, but we see the impact of Henderson on this team and just how important he was in that title win, in that Champions League win. And he is an example to all young kids who aren't as naturally gifted as, you know, some of the stars that Liverpool have got. If you fucking graft your arse off and you have some talent, but maybe not as much talent as other people, you can make it up. And... 
Oh, it's fucking blown my mind. What it's, you Gary, it's Gary Neville, isn't it? Did you, have you heard Robert Pires talking about playing against Gary Neville? Mm. He says, Robert Pires is like, I've never had a good game against Manchester United. It was terrible. Gary Neville That's knew it. that I was so much better than him at football, but he would always equalise it in other ways. He, he would always make sure that it, was a com that it was competitive because he would foul me, he would swear at me, he would say things about my foul. He would do anything it took. <laughs> And he would do anything it took in order to equalise it because Gary Neville knew I can't play football against yeah. Robert Perez because he's better than me. And also, to be fair to Henderson, when I was criticising him back in the day, I was look, literally, I mean, there was a little bit of the Sunderland thing in, involved. Yeah, I was putting a bit of extra on it. But um, he, his technical game was not great. And what I'm seeing from him in the last few years is the work has gone in on the training ground to where... He is capable of things I never thought he would be. The other thing with him, I think the reason he's so good technically now is because he's fearless. And he's mm. so fearless because he's got incredible mental strength now. So yeah. that when he, when he plays at centre-back and, and, and sort of drives forward from that position, which is something that most people when they're playing centre-back would just get it and play it simple. All those things, there's no doubt in his mind when he's playing football, yeah. which is something that you wouldn't have expected from someone like he Henderson He squeezed the ago. juice out of it. Like, a lot He's of people brilliant. give Cristiano Ronaldo credit for the work rate of, of getting to that level. I have no doubt, and I, I, mean, I could be wrong, but I really believe this. Jordan Henderson's probably put equal amount of work to become the level he's at. It, it doesn't, you know, it, it, just Ronaldo's ceiling was way higher, so mm. he reached levels I'm, that... I'm, I'm, very, I'm very surprised that people had to talk until this year and last year to realise what he's actually up to, because mm. if, you, if you go way back to... 13-14 when we were on for the league him getting sent off against Man City Huge. was absolutely massive him mm. missing the three games for us basically lost us the league in my opinion there was yep. games for me though where I'd watch him pass the ball so badly and I'd be like this guy's shit mm. like his passing at times I was like what? this is awful I don't know why he's playing and it, obviously I wasn't watching all of the Liverpool games so it was it's like when you when you're a neutral if you watch a guy have five bad games in a row and you've just caught them maybe months apart, you're like, nice shit. Mm. And it, it just was like that for me, but I appreciate them, though. It'd be fair. Put it this way, though, Brian. Take Henderson out of the team. What happens to Liverpool? Look what's happened. Well, right? fucking find out. Yeah. Take uh, De Bruyne out of the team. Look what happens to City. They've gone on a long winning run. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Was he really that good last season? I think you have to ask yourself. Yeah. Or, or did they just keep spending as much money as humanly possible, Lawrence? Well, no, Brian. It's that De Bruyne was not a good player. <laughs> yeah, right, you're right. Logic. Yeah. They'll continue spending, won't they? Who? City? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Does the Pope shit in the woods? Who will it be? Haaland. <laughs> See Haaland in the week. Do you think that's where it will be? What's, what's the market price for Haaland, though? Well, mate, who, 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 who is it as well? If you're going to spend that kind of money, all is right, it Mbappe all right, all right. or is it Haaland? All right, so who, who, are we, who are we preferring around the table? Mbappe. Before we start this conversation... Wait, do that again <laughs> for the camera? I'm going 100% I'm going on Mbappe. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you doing that like he's some sort of French uh, foreign uh, legion soldier? No, I'm just, I'm just pledging my allegiance to Brilliant. Kylian Mbappe, Mbappe army. So who, who would you liken them to as players? In midweek, by the way, they both scored a hat trick in the Champions League. Mbappe mm. scored one. One did it in the new. Uh, Haaland scored though. two. Sorry, yeah. one did it in the new. Yeah, yeah. Haaland said that uh, I had that extra motivation because Mbappe had scored a hat trick. So wow. he he almost start, he started the rivalry, guys. Yeah, yeah. I like that they start. He's throwing down the gauntlet a bit and going, you know, seeing the writing on the wall for Messi and Ronaldo getting older and going, yeah, I see you as the best player in the world. Haaland looking at Mbappe going, you're the next best guy coming up. Mm. And I want that crown. So I'm going to judge myself based on what you're doing. I think that's healthy. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, they will use it. The way that Liverpool and Manchester City became better because of each other pushing each other mm. along, that could happen with these two. You know, they will push each other all the way and ultimately become better players and grateful to one another yeah. for it. Mm. But Mbappe reminds me of R9 Ronaldo. 
when I watch his movement and I watch the confidence that he scored those goals with, when that ball fell to him for the third goal, yeah. it reminded me of Ronaldo's hat-trick against Manchester United. I thought, wow, like you really have no doubt in your mind when that ball leaves the boot, it's in. And it was similar to that, like a class above every... And when you're playing against Messi and you make a statement like that, it's... Oh! What a save. Oh. What something. a save. No, Where, it's, it's, whereas I guess Haaland, he's a bit more of a, a Lewandowski-type player in my eyes. Maybe maybe not a like-for-like exactly, but there's more of a... He seems more of a typical striker. I don't know if that's because he's tall. He's but. such a unit, I think he? I think what Mbappe has over him, in my opinion, is, you know, the silk, mm. the element of silk yeah, yeah. and guile mm. and beauty... I think that comes more from Mbappe. Mm. And I think that as a... The fact that he's a purveyor of the beauty side of the game makes me kind of prefer him. I like that. Also, when you look at the fact... You know, he won a World Cup in his teens. Yeah. He won a a World Cup in his teens. You know, he's never not won the league. And scored in the final. Since he's been... Since he's been a professional, he's never not won the league. It's... It's... You know, it's an outrageous... It's an outrageous uh, talent from him. Um, and I, I, I just can't really see what the ceiling is at the moment when you look at Mbappe. That's it. I think there's a, there's a couple of questions with with this. And first of all, with the sorry with the new camp thing, I think that that was a real moment for him because you know I think Neymar wasn't in that game. It's you symbolic. Know, some of those bigger and, names and were there. Maria was out. Well, that's mm. the first time kind of those kind of games of you know he's done it in a big game. Um, the first question I would say, like when you, when you have a decision to make right now, and then there's a there's a question about the ceiling of both of these players because it does feel like it. This is the new rivalry. It's going to be these two players that you're going to talk about. You've also got the difference between the two in terms of Haaland and being that bit more, bit more Ronaldo in terms of that like brute arrogance. Maybe Mbappe is a bit sort of softer. But the the first question I, I think is interesting with Haaland is that. I've read some things that apparently off the ball, Dortmund are a little bit um, fed up with him. And actually with the clause that he's got in his contract... Why is that? Any reason? I think they've looked at the numbers and although he himself has been brilliant, the other members in the team, they feel like there's too much of a focus on him. (coughs) And there's also been a few rumblings about that same kind of idea, you know, that Ronaldo vibe that he's got as well. I don't like that. I don't like to hear that. If you've got a gold machine, you... Uh, speaking from an experience, having won at our club As for that long, I mean, literally, you give every, you you do everything to build the team around them. Yeah. Like that is, are they mental? Do you know I what think I, mean? I think that they should do that, but there is there is a slight difference because I think that the team should want to build around the focal point, but the focal point should be selfless. What do you mean selfless? The, well, well, in terms of personality, li- when Newcastle were fantastic and were getting it right. They built around Shearer, but Shearer didn't insist that they built it around him. Oh, didn't need to. Whereas, well, uh, yes, but in all Shearer pe- wanted the best for Newcastle no, United. With all due respect, though, I'm pretty sure in in in, in Allen's own mind and many strikers' own mind, Ruud van Nistelrooy, all the great strikers, in their head, they're going. Get the ball on a plate for me and I'll do the rest. That has to be in your mind as a striker. You have to be selfish. You have to be greedy. The that, that only way you do the numbers is by having that attitude. So th- Yeah, that's part of Shearer and Owen not liking each other. I think part of that is Shearer didn't like playing with Owen because he's a, there's another goal scorer with him and they, they didn't know how to sort of play, to, like, play together. Yeah, two lads climbing into bed very, with one woman. Very well. He played very well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that totally threw me. He played very well with Les Ferdinand, though, didn't he? Yeah, look, Shearer Shear played well with many strikers, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, and I think they need to 
build that club. But the problem is, is that I think there's so many early signs that Haaland could move already that maybe that's part of why they're thinking, do we really want to inflate this guy anymore? Because he's, there's a, what is there, a, a release yeah, so, clause? So I think that's the first question. Do you go for Mbappe right now or do you go for, for Haaland? Mbappe, apparently, apparently Mbappe is going to cost like 200 million. With, uh, with Haaland... Um, 68, if, isn't it? Well, 68 is the clause, but the clause uh, yeah, comes in... doesn't kick in for another year. doesn't yeah, kick yeah. in for another year. So the, the idea is that with these thoughts from Dortmund is that you could get Haaland for about 100 odd million. <laughs> so cheap. Mm. Uh, this summer. Um, but you, like you say, I think I agree. I think I think Mbappe's better, and I I believe Mbappe's got a bit of a better ceiling. But with with the COVID economy and all that shit, do you do you think is are you better off going with someone like Haaland, who's got this this attitude that I think some people will like, and you can get him for for cheaper right now? In, I think interestingly, cheap, isn't he? interestingly, we've done a poll on the Twitch for and the audience, and this is the first time ever, fifty fifty. Really? Yeah, I've known it. Yeah. So, uh, this is the thing. There is We're trying right to you're trying to predict the ceiling. I personally see the arrogance of Haaland as a bonus. I, I, I don't see it as a negative because when I look at Zlatan, Ronaldo, and Henri, those characters are driven by ego. When you always think the world doesn't rate you anywhere near as high as they should do, that can only result in good in achievement. It, the minute you don't have that is when you potentially... I look at Eden Hazard or by certain players where they don't have that X factor, I like that personally. No, I, think, I, I, think, I think that's true. I, I also think if you're a club and you're looking at actually actually getting one of these to side for you, I think you probably try and go for Haaland because I, I think that you've got more of a chance of getting him to side for you. I agree. Because Kylian Mbappe, he's now playing, for, you know, he's playing for Paris Saint-Germain. They have all of the riches in the world. And they're allegedly they're like about Gwen to sign Messi. So he's probably going to want to hang around to feel what that messy life is like as well. Yeah, right. Messi's setting them up. They've got they've got Pochettino in. They they're going to at some point win a European Cup. Whether it's this year or not isn't really the debate. But there's no doubt in my mind that PSG are going to win a European Cup. Right. So there's a lot to say for it. uh, Also, Pochettino seems to have got him playing really well. I think. But so to add to that, I think it might be first of all what Mbappe sees where Pochettino is at come the end of the season. I think it's what offers are on the table then and how many clubs in, like James says, the COVID economy go, yeah, we're willing to splash on you this summer. But yeah. we also know the contract ends next year. So, mm. you know, either that or, you know, we know Mbappe might sign another contract to make sure that PSG come away with something, right? So that he can leave the club and he won't be bastardized, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. But I, I do think that there are going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how he does under uh, Poch because it does seem like he's enjoying his football a lot more under him. Playing for your hometown club under Pochettino en route to winning a European Cup. Like, there's a lot to say for staying there, isn't there? And you've got to think Pochettino has taken over a club that they were third in the league when he took them over. Mm-hmm. Um, they weren't doing very well. Mbappe didn't score for the first four games of his career. You know, they've had that moment. But it's all changed. But you, uh, this, you, this, this isn't a rags to riches story, though. This is the richest, one of the richest clubs in the world. No, but it is from Bappe. <laughs> so that's the interesting yeah. side. It's, it's rags, well, not rags to riches. I think I've, it's a bit... I've just looked at their goal tallies this season. In 37 appearances, Mbappe has 27 goals. Fucking savage. Well, in 197 games for his club, he's got 138 goals. Uh, he's uh, never so, not won the so, league, mate. So Haaland, by comparison to 30, sorry, 27 in 37, Haaland has... 34 goals in 32 games. And he's got Haaland 17 is averaging 69. More. Mm. At 20 
years old than a than a goal a game. That's that is that's what where the I think fuck? Yeah. that's where I think the par- the parallels between Ronaldo and Messi. I think w- there are similarities in that in, in terms of sort of the state of the mind of, of both these players because Haaland's your Ronaldo. I think Mbappe is your Messi. Apparently earlier in the week, po- Pochettino said, "Don't try and be don't try and be the Neymar of this tri- team. Try and be the Mbappe of the team." And what he meant by that was. Neymar will go and get the ball and all those things. And coming back to that initial point of the selfishness of, of Haaland, Mbappe, he said to Mbappe, just let us, let the team do its job and you'll get the rewards of it at the end of it. And he, and he did that and he was, it was brilliant. I think down the road, what you'll see is Haaland is, I think I see that selfish streak in him and you see with those goals and he's, just, he's frightening. I think down the road, it'll be one of those where records wise, People, you can go with Haaland, but I think in like in the hearts of of fans, I think yeah. people go. So with like the, the the football philosophers out there will love Mbappe for that reason. Haaland, also Haaland so feels great. destined for City as well, doesn't he? Because of his father and whatever yeah. else. Like feels very destined. Also following in the footsteps of Sergio Aguero, it's like the natural passing of the torch. Aguero moves on, Haaland comes in. It feels like that's going to happen. It's I think it'll, I think um, it'll be a passing of the torch. Sorry, as well with the idea of before it was Real Madrid and Barcelona, Messi and Ronaldo. Now it's Man City and. PSG. No, no, no. I think no, no, that with, no, the, no. with the amount of money that no, no. they've got, no, no. I think that's going to be important. It's not that anymore. It's and now it's Haaland and Mbappe. But this, this is the generation where people. But I think they'll be playing for Man City and PSG, though. Uh, so, in, so if Neymar had gone to another club, I don't think Neymar would be the sensation he is. He came to Barcelona and he made his name at Barcelona. If Ronaldo hadn't have gone to uh, Real Madrid and played for Manchester United, it wouldn't be that way. We were transitioning towards these people being like similar to any other sport. Like if you look at fighting, people support the the fight. Some they players like become fighting. bigger than clubs, and Ronaldo and Messi did that. Yeah, and, but and I don't I, think, so think that those clubs can do that. I don't think uh, James. I, I'm and I certainly hope you're wrong. I mean, um, it'll be interesting <laughs> to hear this debate now. You often with, with us, <laughs> but I, I genuinely hope that you are wrong because City and PSG are insignificant European clubs. But who else can afford them? But no, they might get the player, but they cannot be in the conversation. You fight this, reg- you fight this regularly, Rory, but you should know more than anyone. Money is everything now. And the, and the days where dynasties were, were built, as Liverpool are proving, struggling against the mighty power of Man City's money, is you can do almost everything. But if the other guy has got bigger wallet, it's a matter of time before they win. The, the only problem you've got with these things is that are the leagues themselves, because the, the French league is not good. And so there, there will come a point. I think it will become a point when, it's, when they're sort of maybe Mbappe's 25, 26, where Real Madrid have recovered a little bit and he then looks to make that move to a bigger, harder league. I'll, I'll add to that as well. Is you look at other sports around the world where young guys come through and I, I, I get it. Like it's, it's lovely to watch him come through at PSG, which is his hometown club. It's lovely to watch Harlan go to Dortmund and he'll get them a good return. It gets leveled at other players in other leagues globally. If you win it and you look like it's been easy, so for instance, you know, if you go to PSG and they spend all that money and you win the Champions League, so easy to reply, well, yeah, of course you did that. Players don't want to be remembered just for that. They don't I, want to be remembered I disagree. As the, but they don't want to be remembered as the of, co- of course guy. And I think players chase a legacy outside of that. And I reckon not only will he think, mm, if I win stuff at PSG, sure, that's good. But if I go out there and make my own name, that's even better. You can't have people then go, well, yeah. So, so at, t- tell that to a Neymar who's getting a hotel every time he scores yeah. or whatever the fuck PSG are buying. Absolutely. Like, he doesn't give a shit, mate. And I, no, I, Neymar I, had everything that you're describing and he went, nah, actually, uh, I'm going for the hotels. So, so <laughs> whilst I understand that, I, I 
I also think that there are, there, are, there are different motivations for different players. And there, are, and there are different cultures for different people. And um, Mbappe and Haaland come from very different cultures to what Neymar comes from and are influenced by very different people from the people that Neymar is, in, is influenced or, or, by. Uh, so I, I, I wish that more footballers had the attitude that you're describing, Loz, about wanting a legacy and wanting it to mean something. But the reality is most people, in my experience on this planet, are shallow, selfish um, twats. Why are you looking at me? What they're I believe having a bigger bank account and having as many medals as possible will win out over the over Rory's suggestions that you've made in the past about being the guy to revive Manchester United, being the guy to revive Barcelona, being the guy to revive Real Madrid. I'm going to be going easy at PSG, lots of fucking medals, and more money. I, I think I'll take that. I, 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 I somewhere that. between the two That's is true, though. And, somewhere and, between the two is true, I think. I think what Lawrence is saying there, mind. that you don't want to be the guy that, that did it the easy way, I think there's an element of truth to it. But I would also say that whatever we think, whatever you think about money and, and the ease of it, playing for Manchester United, as an example, will always be better than playing for Manchester City. It just is. <laughs> no, but you're, 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 I agree with what you're saying in terms of you love the history of football, but I'll take two players. I'll anymore. take two players as examples of how I see this. Steven Gerrard and Alan Shearer, the ones who did it the right way, the ones who did everything the right way. We, we love these guys, but guess what? They achieved... 10%, maybe 5% of what they could have done if they'd been mercenaries. And the reality is, all of the mercenaries are now sitting with more money, more medals, and laughing. No, but there were so, some uh, people that weren't mercenaries that also... Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have called Frank Lampard when he signed from West Ham for £11 million to Chelsea. This, a mercenary. That is completely, no, completely different. Now. I'm talking about play, mm -hmm. people who go to... The big club after big club after big club, constantly chasing the bag and, and looking for an easier challenge every single time. And there's also, many out there. Well, we're also at a different era of sport now. And I think now the wages that these players are getting means that they're automatically millionaires anyway. I actually think Neymar slightly regrets his decision to go to PSG but privately um, because he's also slightly locked in with those people now, the people who own the club, because of the business decision he's made to he's, be closer yeah, he's, he's, that's, that's He a accepted the bag of a lifetime from them. Right, and yeah. I get that. And it's great. I, what he also does in terms of charity and all this other stuff, and apparently the, the character of the, is off the pitch, I'm sure that's, that's fantastic. But I think he probably does regret a few football decisions he made. And I think Mbappe is very close to him. Him, a good friend of his will probably be taking advice from him and until he wins a European Cup until he wins a European Cup absolutely but also I think the second he wins a European Cup he thinks my legacy is solid here I'm out but if he hadn't won the European right. Cup he'd be laughing so uh, what I think the thing which is which will not, still happen but the thing is this isn't one this isn't one decision this is three four decisions and if you look at the, the trend that it's going to which is that, that basketball vibe right if you look at LeBron he, the, there's there's movements, right? So I didn't, I see, I didn't mention the NBA. That's fine. I did. The, <laughs> so I think what you see is you see PSG v Man City. Uh, I think Haaland's next move is Man City. I think PSG um, Mbappe stays. That's three, four years. And then I think there's a, there's the next chapter where they might, you know, he might want to go to those other leagues, be it the Premier League or, or uh, La Liga. And then there's another chapter after that, just like there has been for Messi and, and Ronaldo. LeBron, and LeBron James. And the fact is, you look at the, the, there are much more progressive leagues globally and people who are much further ahead. America is basically 10 years ahead of where Britain is financially right now in terms of investment opportunities, in terms of portfolios, in terms of advice, in terms of the culture, all these things. Wherever America is right now will be there in 10 years. And the fact is that there are the, the big players in terms of those things in sports, LeBron James, uh, Tom Brady, all these guys have all basically built a dynasty, not off playing for the biggest people, but 
going to the biggest people in the end and going, cool, I'll come here in the end. But basically by going, I'm a multimillionaire, someone come and manage this por portfolio for me and make me an Elon Musk type, not an institution type. I, I, yeah, no, I, 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 but, right, they're great businessmen, and it, but it's a completely different model. And for the model that we're looking at right now, I stand by everything I've said in saying the biggest, richest clubs will dominate because they'll go and spend more money and pl players don't have the same, anywhere near the same power in football outside of maybe a, two or three or four, as the NBA stars have. It's, I, it's not the same. I agree with you, but, but I also think, like, maybe looking at Ronaldo, you know, people would have gone, Juventus can't get him. Surely not, surely not, surely not. But they, they will find the money to bring, to bring the player because of the power of that player. And I think a few years down the road, I think you'll see that with these other big clubs when they recover from all of this. Uh, and, and Mbappe wants that next move. He'll still follow but, the back. But that's already, but that's already happening. I mean, the, the money is already... You know, Real Madrid we're, currently we're, looking we're like they're in debt. We're talking about two clubs dominating, though, overall, and that's what I'm in agreement with. PSG and Man City, nobody can compete with them financially. Barcelona are a shambles. I think Real Madrid will. Real Madrid, possibly, because they're state-owned, from what I remember. Well, yeah, well, not, Kings, not only Kings that, some other people are going to get into this market, so there yeah. will be other people and, and, buy it. And you'd look at Real Ch Madrid... Ch as, Chelsea could, okay. should they want to. Oh, Do you know see what I mean? how long Robert Brambich remains alive. But the, the general... The general point is still stands that the, the, the two domineering clubs are going to be PSG and Man City financially, and the rest of the people, even at that level of Man United and Liverpool, you're going to be competing for the scraps actually here. And that's sad, but it's, I, it's the way I really believe it is. The, I, I get that, but the, there is also reality. There's more than um, a squad full of players that are good in Europe. And Liverpool and other clubs have proven that it is... Like Bayern Munich won it last year. They're an institution and they haven't exactly spent millions. They've spent a lot of money down the years, but they've not spent the in a short space of time the same amount as Man but City. They, but, and they won else. It, but they won it while... Uh, Liverpool had a, a, a mishap um, and, and, and Man City struggled as well. But right. it, it, I, I feel like if you, we look at an overall 10-year period, we are going to see those two. They, we can't guarantee. There's 11 players going out on the pitch at any one time. A, a good coach and a good set of players, like we've seen with Klopp, can occasionally come out and upset you. I'm not saying there's not going to be upsets. What I'm saying is we're, gonna, we're looking at a 10, 15, maybe even 20-year period where those two clubs will consistently win more as a two than the a lot, of the, a lot yeah. of the you have to Bayern be. Munich, Real Madrid, Barcelona, Manchester United, Liverpool. They are going to be looking going, hopefully they have an off year and we can sneak in yeah. there. You, it's you, not going to be the you same. You have to revert to the, the mean of this because it's like, look, Blackburn Rovers back in the day spent a lot of money and, and then they do well. The teams that spend the most money Generally, it reverts back to the mean of it, and they win win okay, the most okay, trophies. There can be changes, and that's why we love football. That's fine. And I think the the one maybe twist in this is if Real Madrid go, let's just let's just t let's um, gamble on it. Even if we do deep down probably want Mbappe, Mbappe more, and go get Haaland now for a hundred million because that might give us the and opportunity. And they have just done a massive deal with Real Madrid as well. I saw they've done something with their women's team. And the biggest oil company in Saudi is called Quid Quidico or something like that. I, I read it this morning. They've managed to sell off the rights to their women's team yeah. for ridiculous Re Real Madrid are, are the one that I'm like, they could just magically come back into this somewhere. Because, they, I mean, there's a reason they've won more Champions League than anyone else. They're, 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 they're the club. And they're the original Galacticos yeah. as well, aren't they? And, but do you concede at least... I'm ruining football for It does Rory mean right a lot now. It does mean a lot Like Do you at least agree That Real Madrid The pomp And the circumstance Within which we hold That club especially 
will always mean more than what Man City can bring to it's this table. Meaning, uh, ironically, means nothing though, doesn't it? Because uh, you know, yes, I, I, I remember the memories of watching Real Madrid versus Man United in the Champions League, and being like, "This is like heavyweight boxing. This yeah. is unbelievable." It, it, I have emotions attached to watching Real Madrid, watching Figo Zidane and all that, and it'll never leave us. But what I'm talking about is just winning. Like these two clubs now, they're just so out, they've outgunned everyone that over the next 10, 15 years, we're just going to see them constantly. But on this winning. particular conversation, then, if you're Haaland or Mbappe, and let's, let's say you're, for the sake of this, you're Mbappe, you've got the choice of the three clubs Real Madrid, the club you're at, and Manchester City. Where are you going? Who, if I'm Haaland? Yeah. No, if you're in Mbappé. If you're in Mbappé. Mbappé. I think you can wipe Real Madrid off the table, first of all, because you yeah. go, that's a club in disarray. It's yeah. a club that's so, shown down the years, they're rudderless. Mm. So, and and there's a, as, as Mbappé, you go, all right, there have been other players that have gone there and gone, I'll write this, and they haven't. I personally joined Man City right. um, because I feel like um, being in the Premier League means more. And that is one thing I will agree with you on, is there is still meaning there, but you're kind of looking for, all right, if I have Premier League winners' medals, yes, we'll have pretty much That's bought it. and paid for them. But the same point is we have beaten way better competition to get them. So it still means more. But whatever happens, they're going to be looked upon at the end of their career as if they do make those moves as the guys who sold out a bit. But they're not going to give a fuck. That, not, no Man City fan yeah, gives a fuck. And I respect that. Yeah. I actually do respect that. Nor should you. You're winners. Fuck what anyone thinks. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And do you think Haaland, would you make the same decision if you were Haaland then? Especially if his dad played for them. Yeah. Then, then there is meaning because he's following right? his yeah. dad's footsteps. Yeah, very different club though from when his dad was Yeah, there. imagine that. His dad's be like, yeah. wasn't like this when I was your son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? That is, that is the caveat. It's the, it's the league. You know, if you, if you make that conversation about, you know, <coughs> go and play in Ligue 1 or go, go and play for, you know, for a historic team, that's, it holds more sway there. But the Premier League, I think... Do you know what though? Just on that, James. Because the same two, two happened with Chelsea four, back in the day. But mate, the two, of the four, two of the four Champions League semi-finalists last year were French. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but since, so, 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 so to say it's not a strong league. Well, two of, it's an anomaly, no, though. No, let's be honest. Well, not only is it an anomaly, but one of them's now financially practically ripped apart because they spent so much money to get there. Well, so that, isn't that entire league practically just ripped apart because there of the TV deal? Correct. Yeah. Right. There, there's, those guys are basically wasted now. There's a chance that some of these clubs won't even. <laughs> I'm not even joking. There's a chance that some of these that. clubs won't even make it through the summer. Yeah. Like these, some of these guys might just literally go. We can't afford to continue. This is a hateful conversation we've just had. It's just sad. It's a shame. Can, can, yeah. I, can I make it a bit more hateful? So what, what you're basically Good. talking about is like a duopoly at the top of mm. European football mm. for the next 10 plus years between City and PSG. And I know you love your American sports, but is there a point where salary caps come into this? Yes. Well, no, it's not salary caps. I think it's basically another form of control because with salary caps, they realise that the players are basically go, fuck this, I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. Mm. The, I think what happens at that point is the Manchester Uniteds, the Barcelonas, the teams who stand to fall behind go, we need to put a leash on these guys, bring them back somehow. Otherwise, we'll go off and set our own Super League up. You can keep your Man City and your PSG. And that's where UEFA panic and go, fuck, we do need to do something here. So as much as it, 
is What's the, the answer they, there then? Well, it'll be in some... That, that's what FFP was a veiled shot at. There's other ways where they just politically go, just do something about these guys. Like, Bro, that's if, why if Man you, City hate you. Or the European mm. Super League happens. Right, well, but that's what I'm saying. So, but Brian's making a really good point, actually. And it's, it, it's the thing. The thing is, right, this is the age-old argument where one person who's very idealistic and has a really romanticized, brilliant view of football, rightly so, talks to someone who goes, we've got to be real about the finances here, and money is a very big lubricator. Hmm. As, 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 as we all know around this table, right? Like, you know, if, if people offer you money, then you're more likely to do something. So, it, ultimately... It, it will also say, though, UEFA will stand to miss out. Because, and the second that someone like Liverpool and John Henry goes, fuck these guys, we're going somewhere else, UEFA shit the bed and the, the, something changes. So the, mm. not, there will be a market correction in some way, Brian. I, I don't know if it's 20 years, but it could be five. It, it's, it's boring me. What is I like? Uh, so <laughs> it's saddening me. You no, you're boring it is saddening no, me. No, I, I, great point, Sons, but I, this isn't about... I've talked about Man City in the past, and I've said I've been a knob. I'll be honest, but um, you know it's it's fun sometimes, isn't it? To be a bit of a dickhead. But, Say it for the back. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've been a knob. So, right. <laughs> but the way I look at it now, I I I look at City religiously spending sixty, fifty, seventy million pounds on players, and so many of them of that level, and I just kind of like, yeah, it's like. I mean, it was nice to have. They had a bit of a blip. Liverpool snuck in there, you know, and it was it was great because Liverpool well and truly earned that title, not taking anything away from them. But that's what I was trying to get to the point about PSG and and City. They're not going to win the Champions League every year, and and, and Man City probably aren't going to win the Premier League every single year. But over the course of the next it's ten, seven years, out of ten, I'm looking at seven out of ten or something like that, and I'm going, that's fucking boring, man. I make a football show. It just seems, it seems a bit soulless rather than boringly. Yeah, that's all right. So it's killing my energy a little bit because I'm like, at the start of the season, it was so fun when it was like, this team was not that. Mm. And obviously that was never going to last. But to, to watch Man City just stay the course and just consistently win, 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 win. Uh, as, as, as impressive as it is, it's also very like, oh yeah. No, but do you know, do you know it's quite funny that you say that? You know, when, you know when it looked like there was a time, and I was certainly saying it, that Manchester United were going to win the league. The reason why I think I was so desperate for that to be true was because as much as I... It's about this, isn't it? It's about this. Yeah. Because I don't want Manchester United to win the league, really. When it comes to Manchester City, Manchester United, Manchester United are far more a rival. But I kind of wanted the side that I see as a rival to win it because I wanted to feel something. I wanted to be upset. I wanted to be annoyed. I wanted to be angry. No, but you also wanted the idea that a club can build, and even though Man yeah. United have also spent a fuck ton of money, and Man City fans would rightly point to that, you, you don't want a dominance from one club that is outspending everyone else, because that, what that tells you in black and white, as much as we can remember the good old days, Rory, is that if you spend the most money, on average, you're going to win more trophies than every other fucker, and then yeah. it takes the idea that this is about sport yeah. away from it, and it actually goes, well, kind of. But not really. Yeah, it's Do you know, to me, yeah. I, so I watch, I love MMA. And what mm-hmm. I love about MMA is a one lad can, can grow up in a country uh, like Nigeria or America or whatever, and he can focus on his skill and his talent and get coaching and, and, and become better and better and better and better and better. And to me, the same philosophy should apply to football. But it doesn't because football is far more of a business mm. than fighting. You can have as much money as you want as a fighter. If anything, it hinders you. Yeah. It makes you less motivated. The hungry skint bastards are the yeah, best yeah, fighters. Yeah. So 
it's killing my intrigue in football because I'm like, well, when I watch Man City win three titles in four years and, and look like it's going to be, let's say, out of 10 years, on, on that average, you know, they're going to win, like you say, seven, maybe 70% eight. 70% of the Maybe, maybe even more. It, the in, surely the interest from outside of Man City fans in the Premier League will be harmed. And that is why it isn't good for football. Uh, on the other hand, Man City play fucking fantastic football, and I appreciate watching that. And, and, and when we sit down and watch a game, but overall, when you start a Premier League season, you want to have the idea of who's going to win it, lads. Yeah. And realistically, what is going to end up happening, which has happened in Scotland for many, many years, is we go right. Who's getting second? Yeah, you no, know, yeah. that's what it's going to look. It like. does become the competition, doesn't mm. it? It does become the competition. Let's see who can finish second. But it's kind of why I'm a. It's a shame in a way that Liverpool have faltered the way they have and they've been ravaged the way they have because I didn't want Liverpool to win the league because I don't like the idea of them retaining it mm. because of what that signifies compared to Chelsea you know all of the obvious stuff you've got your wish so <laughs> I didn't want Liverpool to retain it but I certainly but you, didn't want but this but you also yeah, didn't, yeah, want I didn't want this yeah you didn't want a yeah. one team yeah. Yeah. i just say Naga yeah. Okay, what you wish for? Might just come uh, and just to be fair, get it. Adam made a great point last week on the show about how City haven't really won the league in the most dominant fashion um, in terms of uh, in the last four years. He said, like, you know, the time that Liverpool pushed them all the way and then obviously they lost to Liverpool. So it doesn't mean a complete era of dominance in that four years, but ultimately it's three titles in four years, which is as dominant as Alex Ferguson ever was. Fergie and, and never this, won. Is, this, is, this is walking Fergie's it. never done four in four. So three in four was Fergie's mm. best as well. And we're and, seeing that now. And I get that. I guess the question then, we were talking about Barcelona like this, just 10 years ago when Pep was there, right? Mm. And we were saying, God, look at all this dominance because it felt like it could go on forever. 10 years later, look at where Barcelona look, you know, what is. What's the difference? Built on what's money, the difference, though? lads? The money. It Barcelona, wasn't built on money. Barcelona yeah. spent all their money on one player, basically keeping Messi happy. Whereas, to be fair to Man City, they're very well run. And what they're doing is they're, they're buying big, expensive players, but they're buying like 50, 60, 70 million, which to them, as crazy as this is, is a bargain. So they can manage a club based on having a team full. A full squad of fifty million pound players, each and every one do, of them. Do you know the funny and they can yeah. afford to do that for the next twenty years. Yeah. How the fuck have we got anyone? The Leicester thing, we're gonna look back at that and be like, Well, that was great, wasn't it? We already are like, though, aren't we? No, yeah. we're already aware but it's gonna be worse though. It's gonna be worse. It, yeah. The great thing is that Football more, uh, more so than any other sport, there are so many variables. Yeah. So that is that is the, the, the that's the thing that's allowing this to occur in terms of Man City almost get, or, or those those teams like Man City and PSG to almost get away with it. But at the same time, it, the likes of a Leicester City or a or a Liverpool scenario, it can it can still happen because you can only put eleven players out. But uh, I, I I'm agree. just trying to lift it, and that's why I said but, they won't win every season. But overall, we're going to say dominance. Can agree more. And uh, we're, we're actually rather than hoping for a Leicester or a Liverpool we're actually going to start hoping for another big billionaire to get involved mm, yeah. and that will actually become our more I hope my club gets it you know yeah. like Newcastle nearly mm. had until the Premier League fucked us over but you see that's not that's that's not the answer it's not a solution that's not the answer. Answer. And, but, and that's, but they're you, never going to do a salary you think you guys are upset how do I feel as a QPR fan when you think of that distance mate, mate it's even worse it's heartbreaking it? yeah. yeah it's heartbreaking because you, you, the, the other thing you're thinking of is you know a lot of these teams that go from the Championship to the Premier League you know, the, the joy that they have in that league because it's competitive, because both teams have a go at each other every week. You move into the Premier League and, and Norwich I, come I, in and it's heartbreaking. Yeah, I've got a question pumped. for you guys because obviously, Alan, you, you're a Liverpool fan and you guys have, you're in touch and distance of Man City and it feels like 
get Van Dijk back next season, first 11, all right, squad-wise, I think City are out by a mile, like in a clear distance, but first 11, you can still really compete with them. But is it not more disheartening because for you guys? Because I feel like if football wasn't this way, it would be so much fairer. You know what I mean? Like it would, if, if there was like a right, limit to right. what much you could spend on your squad. If we said you can have X amount of squad worth, and, and then what that would encourage for me, you could still have more spend than the, like, so for example, Man City would be allowed to spend a value of 500 million or whatever the fuck on this squad. What that does is then it still makes some sort of playing field where Pep then has to tactically battle against Klopp with, with, where he hasn't, he isn't able to spend double Klopp or treble Klopp or whatever the fuck it is in that time. And then it feels fairer. Right, so you're actually, you're actually saying a spending cap rather than a salary cap. On, on, the, on the club. I mean, that, that's go... essentially what they're tr supposially trying to do with financial fair play, but it's just so complicated. Yeah, well, the, but, I mean, many, the most basic point of easy ways to slip it as well. Mm. Well, yeah, if, if I said squad worth, though, you could only have a value of your squad of X amount of million. No, but that's a very variable thing as well, isn't it? Who says? Who's to say that player X is worth... X. But I'm talking about what you spent on them. Uh, yeah, but then it would, there'd be there'd be ways of buying players that would say, you'd end up buying Raheem Sterling for five million pounds and then a billion Bitcoin or something stupid, well, and you'd go, well, well, you spent five million pounds. Well, you spent true coin for yeah. stuff. Yeah. I think the, it, I see what you're saying, but it would uh, you then begin to value, then you get towards the salary cap system. Cause, cause, but mate, it's what Chelsea did effectively. There was a time when Chelsea were being sort of attacked for spending too much money, fairly so. Mm -hmm. And I think there was a way that we managed to uh, to get. You get one of your you you sell basically a company that Roman Abramovich owned, bought into the club as a sponsor. Genius. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? What like Sports Direct sponsor Newcastle? The great thing is that <laughs> yeah. Mike Ashley does is he doesn't actually give any money to the club for it. No, it's fucking fantastic. No, exposure. Well, <laughs> thanks for the exposure, mate. Yeah. Sorry, you, you get I free did ask the boys, gets a free mug. I did. I, I did ask the Liverpool big. lads though. Like, how does it feel for you guys to know that you're competing in a way? I mean, you guys have spent money too, but it's. But I, but I think we, we've done is we've. Uh, oh, money. We, so we've bought. Klopp has bought 30 million players and made them into 100 million players, 100 million pound players. Whereas City seem to be buying these, as you said, six, not ready made as such, but they're buying these 50, 60, 70 million pound players. It just makes it so much. The disadvantage is just ridiculous. To, to, be, I, you know to be fair with that, the only thing I would say would cost a lot more. I mean, no, Man City would go, oh, you want to buy our player, Man City? Well, it's going to cost this amount. Yeah, so yeah, they're, yeah, they're probably yeah, yeah, yeah. attacked yeah, in that. And, and, and actually, Liverpool have spent big on the two key yeah. signings, which was Alisson and, and Van Dijk, which completed the team. So, but this, but, okay. Yeah, but they did sell a player for 140 million that would have offset, paid for that. Offset it somewhat. Uh, but yeah, going back to what the, the whole conversation, once you're getting to kind of competition and all this, since all these injuries have happened to Liverpool and like the start of the season was great because it was Chelsea were topped and Spurs were top and then we were topped and United were there thereabouts since City have begin to run, began to run away with it I basically just stopped watching football bar Liverpool games because I'm like what is the point mm, and that's what I'm like imagine being a Newcastle fan because I don't even watch Newcastle games yeah. sometimes I'm just like what is the point <laughs> like, yeah it's, it's and th that's actually something that's come 
systemic like what all football fans kind of think we find it a lot with um, we joke about it a lot on the, the pub with Flav where there's a, there will be a fixture that Flav will never know the score to because it's a game that probably involves Burnley and West Brom mm. or one of the teams that aren't cool enough to have any kind of attention and that again in itself is a little I, know, I get the joke of it but it's it's somewhat kind of like poisonous to kind of create those kind of thoughts in things and say they're just like, not sexy Burnley and West Brom I get Brom. it and I get it Burnley are they, quite sexy was a nil-nil for, for all those who wondered wasn't it yeah I don't know yeah <laughs> Big subs going down, <laughs> Big subs going down, can baby. We, can we just put a, put a bookmark on Burnley for a minute? Because did anyone see the quotes? Can someone pull up the quotes from Patrick Bamford about what Sean Dyche said to him earlier in the week? Mental. Oh, did you well, see? Well, well, no. When he was on loan. Well, yeah. when they were on loan Great. together. When, well, alone together. When he was on, he was alone at Bournemouth at Burnley and it he was on didn't go well. Did it, it didn't go well. But the quotes from uh, from uh, Sean Dyche are insane. Was it, like, it was a bit alpha, was it? It was not. It, it was. It was. Uh, it was toxic. Did you see Sean Dyche's little? press conference they look but, like you oh, oh, I, I'd love to go for a point with him he's so likeable isn't, <laughs> isn't he, he? <laughs> so I heard a, he did a podcast and he said that because of his voice because it's so gravelly he, he literally used the stat he said I have to use eight complimentary words to, opposed to two negatives because my voice is just so angry and intimidating mm. wow it's so weird <laughs> because he, he looks a bit like Steve Austin and he just sounds like him with the, the gravel like he's the English Steve Austin eats so, worms isn't he imagine you're Patrick Bamford sorry because this is actually quite an interesting conversation but Imagine you're Patrick Bamford, right? And uh, you're at Burnley, and he, he wasn't playing. And he, so he goes to uh, Sean Dyche and goes, why am I not playing? Do you know what his reply was? Yeah, he went, see this. you were born with a silver spoon in your mouth. It's actually a disgrace, that. And That's then he terrible. says, and then he says to him, listening to too many influ- people influencing you outside of football. Parents, when Bamford it? replied yeah. and said, well, let me read the... When, <laughs> when Liverpool, Trent Alexander Arnold. No, it was good defence there. Uh, Everton got in between Trent and Trent. Else. Trent did really well shot. there. He's got to shoot there. Cro- he no. crosses the ball in when he could have had a shot. I, I would have liked to have seen a shot. Liverpool still on the attack. It's, gone out it's more Salah. There's one person in the box there for Liverpool. I can't believe he didn't shoot. It's too easy for. He should have bottom cornered. I'd shoot that. I'd bottom cornered that, especially if against Pickford. Yeah, with them. It's all Liverpool now, and they're out. They mean business. Charlize, man, oh! just had to straight <coughs> try and get that. No silver spoon in that mouth. What does that mean? <laughs> well, just to get them back to the quote. Yeah, great link. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Mane just went close to the cross uh, from. Speaking and of cross, Andy Robertson, I want to say. Speaking of cross and angry. Um, so Sean Dyche said, uh, what, basically, when uh, Bamford then replied and asked for an example, Sean Dyche said. <laughs> Who did you arrive with when you signed on your first day? Bamford replies, my mum and dad. Sean Dyche just went, exactly. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's, That's terrible. terrible. Let's That's... be real. There's more to that. I feel very sorry for Bamford in no, that exchange. No, no. I do. No. I genuinely do. In my opinion, when a guy like Sean Dyche is pulling you up on having a silver spoon in your mouth, what he's getting at is his attitude, isn't he? He's not talking about the way he was born, surely. No, I think that he's talking about the fact that... I think, it, I think that it's a, it's a bias. Have you heard Patrick Bamford interviewed? I haven't, yeah. no. It's not. Mate, he's, he's, he's like listening Queen, to... It's, Queen's it's, English. it's like listening to Margaret Thatcher speak or, or, one or of the, the Queen. He's <laughs> a really, really well-spoken, articulate Yeah, chap. that'll piss me off as well. I Good think, on you, Dyke. I think that's <laughs> it. I think that's, as soon as people in football, as soon as people in football don't hear... <laughs> a working class accent, yeah. I think that there is a little bit of a sneery attitude to it. 
And I we think do it's, suffer. It's, we do suffer. It's true. I, I think you're right in that. Yeah, I think no, you're no, right. Because if you look at his work he's actually and stuff like that, he's as well. He's actually like there's a difference oh, between so, being. Sorry, mate. Am I? Sorry, hang on. Hang on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. That's really weird. I swear. I mean, last time I was on this, you went. He's a right posho. I probably did. I consider you posho. But having seen you, that's fine. No, no, no. I mean, no. You must know what a proper posh accent is. It's not generational welfare. You realise where I'm from? I swear, Roy. I swear. People get the wrong idea about Loz. Like Loz's dad's a teacher and his mom works in healthcare. Like there's total the most normal background. But because private healthcare. Obviously now. It's all getting sold off now. But look, like proper old money posh is what I mean. I'm talking about Reese Mogg type money. Right. You know, that kind of And that kind of that you know when people are so posh they can barely speak. We have got you clients like that. I take you to be my husband, me and my wife. What the fuck is this? To be fair though, they didn't invite you to your wedding, a bit of a wanker. The carriages as well. No, but my mate was the Essex boy getting married. Yeah. Okay. And you also you went over and you went, have you put the gift in there? Yeah, we put the gift in there. Yeah. What was that? It was the BHS twenty five. <laughs> Toaster. Yeah, no, it, is, it is. It is out of order and it is sneery. And do you know what? I've had to. I I was very derogatory about Leeds, but I was certainly very very derogatory about Patrick Bamford. I didn't think they had a, had a chance with him leading the line. And I've had to go full circle on that because he's been fantastic. Mm. I think he's now in contention for that England spot. You know the spot that we talk about. Whether it's Ings, whether it's Calvert Lewin, wow. Callum Wilson, whether it's Callum Wilson, a long list. or whether it's Patrick Bamford. He is now that he's in contention for that spot. Where, where did he start his career, Rory? Chelsea. He's oh, got yeah. Irish grandparents, apparently. Chelsea. That's right. Yeah, he's yeah, been yeah, 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 yeah. Paddy Bamford. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Surely he's outscored anyone at Chelsea this season. By a country mile. Are you a bit like, what the fuck were we doing? Yeah, but Brian, do you know what happens? You become numb to it. Like, I, I do remember that all of the, there, there was a thing, the Bamfordinho and all that, when he was a kid at Chelsea. There was a thing. But you do become numb to it. You've had so many of those There's guys, so though. many that what? you go, oh, he oh, could do a job. Well, Newcastle... Um, McKetra? Newcastle had the, uh, ben the, the, the young lad, uh, Ivan Tony, yeah. who's ripping it up now. We had him in the squad. Really? We had him in the squad. Yeah. Guess what happened? Callum Wilson injured. You know, we could really probably do it with right now, lads. Mate, yeah. he's uh, t- like at Brentford, you've had some the struggles over the last few years. Watkins, uh, Andre Gray, Malpai, mm-hmm. his numbers shit on them. Really? Like he's mar- and he's he's more he's got the most assists in the league as well. He's quality, mm. and uh, yeah, that was uh, you should have kept hold of him, mate. Dumber than fucking. Carol, you? It's a good time though to bring you on to um, what the state of Newcastle United is, oh. though, isn't it? Because there we go. And it, is a, back. and it is a state, isn't it? That <laughs> those guys are begging people. Ah, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> what you got to what you got to remember is we've got a manager <laughs> who has complete and utter belief, Lawrence, right. in the clubs below him's inability to get points. Right. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. You got to respect Steve Bruce, right? He knows <laughs> just how shit the, the competition is. And that's all that matters. Mate, Does Steve Fulham, Bruce Fulham beat Sheffield United? He's, he is going to be that nobody is going to be more invested oh. in the Fulham versus Sheffield United game. Nah, mate. Nah, Sheffield United will win, man. The class, man. They beat us. <laughs> if Steve Bruce's you know I mean? if Steve Bruce's management style was like his driving, Steve Bruce would always be looking in the rearview mirror, just going, "We're good, yeah, <laughs> we're good." <laughs> yeah, it, it was the Who same. Ran that person over? Even Aston Villa, where the squad in the championship was too good, too many big names. It was really defensive football. They even played then, so it's not. 
I think with sometimes you, like, he did all right. Def- he kept burning Newcastle, him up for a few we, we years. We don't play defensive things, football. We don't play attacking football. We don't play football. We, 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 <laughs> we don't have the ball. Play volleyball. Yeah. Um, and if you look at the fact that Sheffield United got their first win of the season against us and uh, Timo Werner broke his duck against us, it just shows, you know, if you're looking for it, we're there. Do you know what Bra- I mean? We're Bra- the perfect you club. Brian, what you, what you were saying earlier in the week, though, is I think a lot of Steve Bruce press conferences can be quite frustrating for Newcastle fans because so many people on Twitter are attacking him going, you fat bastard, I hate your kids and stuff like that. And Steve, Steve you know, naturally will be a bit um, upset by that and sort of reply to that. But then no journalist, after he's heard that, follows up and goes, but Steve, what about statistically being one of the worst teams in the league? Uh, yeah, like Steve often makes himself a victim um, and it, it's quite frustrating because, um, yeah, so there was this thing where he claimed he'd had death threats and it turned out someone said something along the lines of, I hope something bad happens to you. I don't know if it was quite a death threat. Regardless, it was a vile comment and I respect the fact that the guy doesn't, he doesn't deserve that. Uh, mm. But at the same time, he, his post-match interviews, and I, I've said this, it's funny because I didn't realise how often I've said this in the past until like, one of our old videos came up and they recommended from like nearly a year and a half ago. It, I've never known a manager in my life who the match and his post-match interview, it, you know, do you remember the time? Well, where, no, no, they don't mirror so, up. So, so, do you know what's funny? <laughs> I, I, I once had to pretend I was a football manager for a video <laughs> and I recorded my post-match interview before the game. That was still more on point than any Steve Bruce <laughs> interview. He, when he goes, I can find the positives and things. I'm in shock, mate. I'm in shock. I'm like, this guy's having a fucking laugh. He, mm. and, and do you know what it automatically comes down to? I don't want to give him any ammo to be poor, pitiful me and feel, make himself the victim. So I'm just going to go. It comes down to the fact of apparently, statistically, you know, in the, in, the, in the managers in the Premier League with over 300 games managed, Steve Bruce is rock bottom in stats, in worst performance. You are a bad football manager. <laughs> I am not going to say anything about his character, his looks or anything else. Let's judge him on his job, lads. He is a terrible football manager who I have consistently all season said, if we persist with Steve Bruce, we will be in trouble. And lo and behold, as all of his little fucking twats in the media backed him, what more do Newcastle fans want? Oh, unrealistic expectations. We're 17th, hanging on for dear life, and not for the first time under Mike Ashley's uh, ownership, praying for someone to save us. And we consistently persist with another clown, another manager who's just like Steve McLaren. I, I said I wasn't going to call him. I've called him a clown now. That's annoying. It's not um, true. It's not true. Yeah. Alan Pardew, he's, he's, he's one of them lot, isn't he? Mm. He's a man who he knows, and I fully believe this, Steve Bruce knows he is not of the quality to manage a Premier League club. He is not. He knows he's out of his depth. But he has to find a way to put a brave face on and lie to the media and lie to himself and pretend like he's good enough because otherwise, realistically, what he should be doing is handing his resignation and going, I'm not up to this. Because if you do love Newcastle, and if you did Newcastle, you probably wouldn't have managed Sunderland, but you were desperate for a job because you couldn't get one for love, no money. But point is, <laughs> you do love Newcastle. In terms of conditions of life. You really should hand your resignation in because you're an absolutely terrible football manager. The, the thing you have to degree, disagree with is the fact that he doesn't think that. He doesn't think he's not good enough. And so he, he, he can't resign, can he? He can't resign. Anyone with what dignity. You... So here's, here's the thing, lads. 
what 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 he what he got his um, rocks off to last time was well, I equaled Rafa Benitez finishing position. Rafa Benitez had spent what minus eleven million in net spend. Mm -hmm. Steve Bruce since then spent a hundred million, right, plus hundred million, and he's taken us from a mid-table team to battling relegation. That and all of his mates in the media. You can shut the fuck up now, lads. Do you think you, you go down? You, I've, I've, I've thought, I thought from the get-go we go down under Steve Bruce. From the minute he was appointed, mate. From the minute he was appointed. Steve Bruce is an expert in relegation. That is what he's good at. Do you remember um, this specialist in failure? Yeah. No. Wenger's not a specialist in failure. Steve Bruce is. He is the ultimate failure of a manager at the top level who's consistently been given jobs and consistently proven he ain't good. He is actually, he's a championship manager at best and one that didn't, he wouldn't even get, I wouldn't even trust him to get you promoted from the championship. So what the hell is he doing in the Premier League? I've got no idea. And the one main thing of all the games I've watched is there is so often not a plan. You can say that, like you're literally scratching your head going, we're not, we're not, we're not getting men behind the ball in the defensive unit. We're certainly not a fluid attacking unit. What is, the, what is our thing? We're terrible at passing. Like, we're so easy to beat. The biggest frustration's got to be as well that, like, understandably, there, there's got to be a certain amount of anger at the manager. But, you know, you're smart enough to know that he's not going to sack him. So then you want your... Really, truly, the anger should be with, with Ashley. No, but this is some hidden guy no, who, I, who doesn't give a shit. I've been given Ashley anger since oh, the day. But you've run out. Chance for Everton. No, nah, that's clear. I've been given Ashley, um, you know, grief since the day I stepped foot on, on YouTube, which is why they wouldn't even let me record a video on the ground one time when we were supposed to be doing that. But it's, it's about, here's the deal. There are managers out there who would be doing better with his players than this, this guy. He's terrible. He's awful. I wouldn't wish him on any club in the Premier League. He doesn't belong in the Premier League. He doesn't even belong in... He's so bad. And apparently now we've... Rumours begging Rafa Benitez to come back. Do you know what he should say to Mike Ashley? Go and fuck yourself, you fat prick. Go and rot. Because what this is how dumb Mike Ashley is. Do you know what? It's funny because some people have, have some success in their life and they think that that one bit of success and that one avenue means that they're smarter than the room at other things. No, you just, you just ran a shop well, mate. That's all you did. And when you have a, a, an entity like Newcastle United, which in the Premier League was reportedly worth £350 million, all you've got to do, lad, is keeping in the Premier League and he entrusts that asset with a manager who is a proven failure could you be more stupid and now the guy who you let walk out you're going back to him. please Rafa imagine imagine being that stupid what Mike Ashley has done man would you like that do you want him back Oh, I beg for Rafa back myself, but he doesn't deserve him back because when you have a man who, who deserves the 100 million that you then gave to mm. that clown, Steve Bruce, he should have given it to Rafa and begged him to stay and given him everything he needed. This might be a weird question, but would you lose a touch of respect for Benitez if he took it? Mm, no, because Rafa, uh, a bit like some of the lads around this table, is a man who um, falls in love with football clubs and it means more to him than, than money. And I feel like there's, he's a man that he put his heart and soul into it and I, I'd respect that more but at the same time Mike Ashley does not deserve anyone saving him and it, it's weird because apathy is setting so deep now with me that even if we got relegated you got to remember I'm desensitised to getting mm. relegated this is going to be the third time in the last whatever years it's not, not like an uncommon feeling now yeah. if we got relegated <laughs> this would be the most calm I'd ever been I'd be like that's exactly what we deserve 
It's exactly what we deserve, and it's exactly what Mike Ashley deserves. Goodbye, your hundreds of millions. I hope your fucking store goes down the shitter mm. as well because of COVID, and, and I hope Newcastle end up worthless because of you, so that we get snapped up easier by someone else, and he ends up not making the hundreds of millions that he would have made. And that he, he's put himself in... Mike Ashley is now... Looking at the end of the season going, I might have an entity now that's going to be worth a fraction because I, I trusted it with this oath. Everything that you've said as well, in terms of what you were saying, I hope this happens, I hope that happens. All of the above feels fairly realistic. Oh, I, I hope Newcastle stay up first and foremost. But if we do go down, one little sweet now will be that Mike Ashley will be Lock. sick. Yeah. And it'll be like, you in know, a, all these fans, place. you should have listened to us, man. We were yeah. all saying nobody was happy the day Steve Bruce was appointed. Not one person. It comes back to that, that sort of sneery nature in football, doesn't it? People sneered it. Because, you know, everyone wanted to defend Mike Ashley because yeah, they credit, had the caps in his store. Yeah, there's, there's, some people who, yeah. Um, there's some people who've spoken out against some of the members of the media on our behalf who are in those circles. Jake Humphreys, for example, put a tweet out of the league table when we were in 17th and circled it. And when... You know, I guess it's down to Newcastle's unrealistic expectations. Do you know what I mean? Well, no, but yeah, you say that, Brian, but that's also because you guys didn't believe enough. If you believe enough and you just invest in things, then ultimately you can get to where you want. What more do they want? You know know the football pundits who say, what more do they want? I think to myself, are you fucking kidding? Uh, uh, yeah. What do you know about football, lad? Christian Hennig made such a good point about this. I thought I hadn't thought about it from this angle because I think I'd got sucked into this idea that, you know, Newcastle, they're a mid, mid-table club, that's it. But it's not even the point of that. What Hennig said is that he grew up on a team that you could kind of believe that this could be our year, we could do something here. That 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 dream's gone, yeah. and and and, who's, oh. and, and that that's one thing. With you know, we talk about all the money in Trent football. Trent shot goes wide. Sorry, we talk Trent's about all the money in football. That's one that you, you you really we don't want that. You don't want to lose the hope. No. That's the thing that Henry's yeah. talking about brilliantly when he talks about Newcastle. He's like, okay, we'll get relegated. Okay, we do go up. These things happen. But the ability to dream that you could th- go and become Leicester, go and become those other teams. That's what's that's what's got we, me so We'll hard. never invest. We'll and that's the thing that we know. We're we're waiting to be bought. And clearly, Mike Ashley was was hoping that that would happen. And that's why Bruce has the job and, he, initially, and he's right? missed it. He's missed it because he's trusted that huge pile of money to a man who was just going to set it on fire. That's what Steve Bruce has done. He's like the Joker. He, he's, he's literally. Some people just want to watch the world burn, lads. And mm. Steve Bruce is one the of those characters. Yeah. There? Maybe that. Steve Bruce is still a Sutherland fan, and this is all <laughs> one thing. He's an agent. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? What, what was the motivation, you wonder, don't you? You know, when you think about Bruce being given, <coughs> that, given the reins of that club, off I, the I, back I, of Benitez, it doesn't but, make sense. Oh, right. That's yeah. what happens when you've got two people in Lee Charnley and Mike Ashley who have no idea yeah. what they're doing and appointing football managers. Yeah. That's I mean, it. The, how the, the blame, hell was Steve Bruce even interviewed? Do you think he was cheap? The fact that he was even... Do you think he's cheap? I was just going to say that. Do you think, oh. do you think Bruce is cheap? Oh, oh, oh. Yes. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Bingo. That's the it. cheapest chips. It, 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 Steve Bruce was yeah. never... Ever Bruce is on 500 quid a week. Steve Bruce was never getting the Premier <laughs> Steve Bruce had, a had no chance of ever getting the Premier League job again, and he knew it. So to, to get that offer, they're like, "What grand a week?" Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah, "Fuck done. me, done." <laughs> From Shit. a dinner in, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guarantee he's probably getting as low wages uh, as any football yeah. manager in the league is on, and he'd probably get the bonus. Where he'll make it back is if he keeps him in the this Premier League. This is the league. thing, though. When you consistently no defend bonus. yourself using the I'm not going to turn down a challenge, you know, and all yeah. of that rubbish. No, you know when you're not up to a job, the, the, the bottle thing to do, the actual good thing to do is to actually admit your failure and actually own up to it. For him to ca- carry on, like, I'm not going to turn down the challenge. It's like, 
I'll actually have less respect for you because you're not doing the honest thing. That, well, that's honesty, the only thing I have to disagree with. Honesty takes on. more bottle than lying to yourself and lying to the rest of the world. It really fucking does. And that is exactly what Steve Bruce is doing. Every time he gets in that press conference and talks utter rubbish and pretends, I seen positives. No, you didn't, bro. We all watched mm. it. Not one person in the fan base seen positives. We look like shit. So just have it right and just go, you know what it is? I can't get them playing. I don't know what I'm doing. I've tried. Best, oh, best, yeah. I'd have way more respect for him because this alleged love is rubbish, man. Mm. It's about that. Well, yeah. And, I mean, to, to kind of add to that, how much lower would you go? Where'd you go? Well, they've Where'd got Man United, when Steve they? Bruce, No, but when Steve Bruce leaves... Who's next on that list? Is it, is it Alan Kerbishley? Oh, well, 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 we don't speak ill of Alan Kerbishley. Why, why do we... Is that the nicest, thing, nicest government? Occasionally, the lads will turn up and put, it, put a, a shift in, but often it's out of fear of what the other team are going to do. I look back at the Liverpool game. They had their tails up. They were running, chasing down every ball. But it was because we knew we'd get a 10-0 if we didn't yeah, do that. Yeah. But against the other clubs, who aren't as good, they're phoning it in, man. They're phoning it in. See, but, the thing is now... Yeah. If, if Fulham beat Sheffield United, which fair to say they might, I've got the fixtures. And, here, and if and if Newcastle that, lose that, to Manchester United, so that's three points. Three points. That's three points. It's down. And you play there. Newcastle, play Fulham last day of the season. Wow. Wow. Uh, remember that's what I said rubber. though. So, uh, you know, I'm happy to admit when I was wrong. You know, we've we've gotten things wrong. Pep Guardiola, Man City this season have, have come good. And you know, you we get we talk on yeah. football, three hour streams every fucking week. I'm going to get things wrong. But when you said Rory. You know, the whole time I always maintained I can see problems coming. There's yeah. not, there's not no, a no, doubt. No, no, with Newcastle, you can't. Right, because also at the time. Transport Trent! Oh, it's more Salah! Salah. Oh. Ah. Pickford's had a cracking game. Is it he all? has had a cracking game. I think the one thing that saves. Because Fulham, like, you know, you look at mm. XG and stuff like that, they dominate a lot of the games they play, just mm. haven't been able to score. Whoa, 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 whoa. Calm down. Not bad. But, Calm I, down. Said. but Madge has come in and he's a proper finisher and scored a few goals. Yeah. The thing I think will save you is is the fixtures that they've got because Fulham's still got to play. No, but Newcastle's fixtures. So he has a difference. Are they just as bad? They've still got to play Liverpool, Man City, um, Arsenal, Spurs, Chelsea and Man United. It's not about that though. It's about what they've got to play for as well. And um, what I maintained was when you look at the way Fulham are playing underneath us and even West Brom to be honest at the time, they're playing better football. We look terrible. Mm. And losing Callum Wilson is the last nail in the coffin. Now it's not a case of, will we fight to stay up? There, there won't be much fight. I'm telling you now, there won't be much. Unless Rafa comes in. So do but you think even, you're gone then? Do, like, if you're, if you're going to say it, it, it now, it's not about us. It's though? about Fulham. We are shit. There's not a doubt in my mind that we are the shittest <laughs> shit fucking team, right? We're fucking shit. <laughs> Right, but the one thing that was we were hanging on to was Callum Wilson's goals. Callum Wilson, I don't know what the percentage is, probably fucking ninety or whatever. Well, sixty percent. The guy scored most of our goals. We're hanging our hopes on this proven goal scorer delivering. This next two months without him, we we could be. We could be below Fulham at the very least, if not gone. By the time he comes back, it could be too late. And the, the killer for Newcastle as well is the, is the fact that, say Fulham do get above Newcastle in the league, oh. that means Newcastle need to go out and win games. And that's, that's, that's what that's I'm saying. Uh, that the ain't gonna the then you, then we we you're might fluke right? a few results, right? We've got a couple of players there who, um, on their day... Miggy might pop up with a goal. St. Maximin can change games. But... I just haven't got any faith in them because they've let me down that many times. I'm just like, Mate, you, they're lacking the fight and they're lacking quality and they're lacking good defence. Like, 
what is, you know, if his last day of the season, a playoff, Fulham versus Newcastle, to stay in the Premier League, who wins? Fulham. We, they this is all day long. We, 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 all like day I said, we <laughs> might pick up the odd few points here and there, but generally, I've got no faith that we're going to string together and go out. And, we're not going to go out and fight and win games. It's going to be a case of are Fulham good enough to catch us? If they are, then yeah. you know what? As well, it. you're entering the period of the season where, and you're in the position where it all becomes a fight. It's, it, it is a fight, isn't it, down there? When you're scrapping around, like the worst teams to play are the teams that are trying to avoid yeah. relegation totally. because yeah. it's yeah. all a fight. Mate, we're ball watchers, man. Yeah. We're not fighters. Ball yeah, I'm, watchers. I'm really looking forward to the last Hog day of the season it, on here. Imagine oh, that. Oh, God. You need, so what, you need 37, 38 points. 37 points. I'll be sub- 12 points. So right now, and I, you know, I fucking hope I'm wrong, I, I think it'll be over before that game. I think it'll be gone before that game. Unless a major change happens, and even if Rafa comes in now, it's, it's too... It's, it's almost too far gone. A bit like when Rafa was appointed last time, if you remember yeah, when he yeah, appointed the other yeah, yeah. off in mm-hmm. McLaren. I, I was how already how many, two. How many games have we got left? 12, is it? Got, yeah, something like that. That's a small sample yeah, size yeah, to try no, and turn things around. Yeah. If you're bringing in a new manager, but that's new a small... Manager bounce, if, if it goes to plan, a new manager bounce comes in, yeah. you, get, you yeah. get, I don't know, 10 points out of the first five games or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. need four wins, don't you? Stay up pretty much. The, the shot that Firmino just had was utter He's shit. had a few roars, isn't oh, he? We've Jesus. both looked at Deflected, each other. Deflected, wasn't yeah. it? I've rated Firmino for years as well. I've always backed him. I think he's been brilliant, but it hasn't been his season at all. Oh, wow. Wild. That's terrible. Wild. Snatched at it. Not his strong foot. Me. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, I just, I think we're going down, to be honest with you. I'll be surprised if we stay up. And, and, and another thing is, you look at Scott Parker as a manager, you look at the way they're playing football. Scott Parker... He, he, he could instill something in you. Like when you watch his interviews, you're like, yeah, I could see cares, him yeah, getting yeah. me up for a game and, and telling me how... And also young managers, right. when they've got a point... They've got a chip on their shoulder, a lot of them. They've got a point to prove. He is going to go that extra few hours. He's going to spend that extra time on it. Steve Bruce, his body language, compared to Scott Parker's body language, it's chalk and cheese. Yeah. But Steve Bruce is a beaten man. You look at him every, every fucking game. He looks a beaten man. I what do you say then? Yeah, yeah. I, agree. I didn't hear that. What do you say? You're right about Scott Parker. He's the anti-Parker, isn't he? When you think about Bruce, everything that Bruce represents, Parker is the opposite. Parker is young, hungry, dynamic, yeah, handsome, slim. And Parker, very debonair <laughs> on the touchline. Stop doing the thing that you said you weren't going to do. <laughs> you, doing said it in you, a very gonna, you said you weren't going to get into the stuff I thought we were listening. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We're just listening. I've got to be quick. Things, I will. <laughs> I do, the thing with Parker, though, you, got to, you have to say is that they played three games, and I'll tell you what, everyone was going, they are shit, aren't they? They're yeah. terrible. And he's gone, right, th- we are far too lucky at the back. We need to get players who can dribble with the ball. And th- the bottom line, the biggest difference between Steve Bruce and Scott Parker Scott Parker implemented after four games a very different plan and he has a plan going into every game Wow! and that is the fucking difference Mm. it's such a huge well not only that look at that midfield the midfield for for Fulham is a well, I guess that's the investment uh, so, yeah, so in yeah, hungry the, young players. People who've known my little journey on YouTube, you, they've seen me slate Pardew. They've seen me slate Steve McLaren and, and bad managers like that. But looking back at it, if you said to me, what was the plan? I could tell you the plan of Pardew was to sit back, sit on the counter-attack and hope that we get a bit of luck up front, right? Steve McLaren tried to do a passing game. We were far too expansive. We got ripped apart. But I, I understood it. I have, I've, I've watched almost two years of Steve Bruce. I couldn't fucking tell you what the hell he's thinking. I couldn't tell you, lads. I've got no clue. Bates I swear, this home. is not like... 
I, I'm not just saying this to I be funny. Looking, I swear it, to God. I always just think I put myself in your in your position. It's the sort of paralysis of it all. There's yeah. no movement. Like, do you know what I mean? That is. Just, I, it's so horrible. Static, Mate, we are ball watchers. Just aren't good man. enough as well. I told you, ball watchers. There's a lot of players that just aren't good enough at Newcastle as well. No, like irrespective of coaching, there's some no, amateur. I think, <laughs> but some of the players they brought in are decent as well. But you're yeah, just not you're not seeing what they're capable of. There's almost too much of a of a like a diversity in the squad. What you almost want is like a mean of all these players. Less some point. Yeah. <laughs> Part of that. But what you've got is you've got extremely talented players and extremely average players yeah. who look at each other and go, What are you what doing? Are you doing? So yeah. for, let's and take, let's take St. Maximin, for example, right? St. <laughs> Maximin, a clearly talented lad who probably would perform well in the top eight team and, and rip it up. But he's having to drop so deep because everyone is so shit. Yeah, he's picking the ball up. And he's picking back, the ball up and going, right, let's yeah. beat four men and bang it in the back of the net, lads. <laughs> and that in reality, and because he's not got the support, because he hasn't got players around him who can put, allow him to have space up front and potentially, he really should be pushed further forward. He shouldn't be anywhere near having to beat that many men before he gets a shot away. But he's having to. And it, he just hasn't got an understanding of how to use... Uh, uh, Steve. Imagine Steve Bruce thinking, how do I use St. Maximum best? Not a clue, mm. mate. He ain't got a clue. He probably asks him. Probably goes, why do you like to play? <laughs> but maybe that's why, Which I mean, I know there was the rumours of St. Maximum had, you know, long COVID and he came out and he said, there's no problem with me and Steve Bruce. But reality is, like, the bloke hasn't got a clue how to use a player like that. Speaking of young, hungry managers, Stephen Gerrard at Rangers. Oh, four, mm. three earlier oh. in the week. Mm. Good God, that scouser is doing a job. <laughs> His record is absolutely unbelievable. Yeah. Even in Europe. Like, it's one Especially thing. Especially in Europe. Yeah. They're undefeated, aren't they? One, one loss, I think, also. Something like I think that, that was yeah. in the League mm. Cup. Perfect. Wow. I think they've only conceded. Haven't they only, only conceded like four goals or something? Yeah. Something do you know, mental. Do you eight, know eight Newcastle? Goals? Going back to Newcastle real quick before we move on, lads. A Gerrard. To pr- prove himself at Newcastle, say he was given some money in a you know, fictional story. Wow. Yeah. Um, God, I'd actually love that as well. Yeah, you and I have a season on the kickoff watching Stephen Gerrard yeah, Newcastle. manage Newcastle. Yeah. Never See has you. a Venn diagram. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great area. You know what I mean? Think of the view. We are one. We are one. Yeah. I don't even want Liverpool to win the league then. I literally just want Gerrard to win the league. That's all that matters. Because it would be the ultimate fuck you to people who went, you never won the league. If he came and he won it with well, he won, but Newcastle, yeah. wow, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he's, he's impressed me, and I also. You've impressed me. You've, you've charmed you've, me. Brian <laughs> you've charmed, charmed me. me. I mean, yeah. I'm used to Steve Bruce Land, so, you know, anything impresses me at this point. But yeah, um, I, I actually think, you know, that sometimes it doesn't translate but it, it clearly does with him to a degree. Now the question is just how good does he go on to become? Because um, the Scottish League, while he's shown he's good, isn't the ideal um, gauge of, of where he's, how good he is now, how good he can be. And I, I'm just glad that he, although it's a massive club Rangers, to be fair, I'm glad he didn't get dropped in the Premier League too early. Um, and now maybe he'll get, the chance of... I mean, what kind of team would be ideal for him well, on no, the you, next move? So your suggestion was just a really great one, I think. I mean, Newcastle wouldn't give him the money. So no. like, let's say... A, 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 who, was, who was like Newcastle but would spend money? I've said it before. I think Leeds is a perfect job for him once Bielsa goes. <coughs> if, uh, if and when he goes. I think with Gerard, it, it, 
the timing needs to be perfect for him a little mm. bit because that Rangers job was absolutely perfect for him. Perfect like, for him. But, you know, he, he came in and the expectations weren't too high, but oh. he's still going to be one of the dominant teams in the league. They've actually spent a decent amount of money. They've had some really smart loans as well. He's done that really smart move of bringing Gary McAllister with him as well to help him with that element of experience. And I, But uh, as much as he spent a little bit of money there, I think that the the biggest compliment you can give him is has been Rangers in Europe. Last season too. Last season they were brilliant as well. He's really brought on a lot of these players. And I think that's the opportunity that you have when you're one of those world-class players that go and then manages is I think you can set those standards because you've kind of done it yourself in your career. So th- this team, he was, there was a few moments, wasn't there initially where they, there's a press conference and they're asking a, uh, a question and he went, I'll answer that. And he says, well, if he's not good enough, he won't. Yeah. If he's not good enough, he won't start. Like mm. he sets those standards. And, uh, but then I think the sort of, in some of the podcasts I've heard from him, he shows that sort of softer side to him a little bit. And then the, the, the concoction of the two is, is you have players that are inspired, motivated and setting high standards for themselves because they don't want to let down the, the manager. And that's, I think, a concoction that a lot of managers struggle to, to get to. He's and also that's what bringing he's up right the now. standard of a lot of players that I think are quite, almost considered like castaway toys. In Brian Kent's a really good player. Brian really Kent's a fantastic training. player. Kimar yeah. Roof. Um, there's, there's lots of younger players there. Where Georgie like, Hadji's boys there. Pink yeah, yeah. Even uh, uh, kind of Goldson, who'd kind of struggled, but I can see him making, getting a Premier League move again. So, so and do you know what's Defoe as well. Defoe, obviously. I think, I think yeah, Defoe is a fascinating one because he's like, I mean, he was in MLS. He scored one of the most fantastic goals up there recently yeah. that nobody really talks about. Came over and he just kind of guided it. As it mm. He volleyed it over. Did you see it? Yeah. Came so. over his shoulder and as it dropped, was he just kind of guided it into, into the opposite bottom corner. Cavaliers. Charlie, brilliant. <gasps> oh, oh, wow. oh, no. It's a penalty. 2-0 Everton if this goes in, lads. I thought, wow. I thought Alisson had got his... His sort of lines bang on there and then saved it. This is a fucking is it, is he gonna be sent off? pill to swallow no, off Liverpool, sure. Is it a double jeopardy it's not, it's, not a, it's not a keeper, is it? That doesn't... No, no, it, well, that, I don't, I don't that. know what it <laughs> no, 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 we're not in America. You haven't killed it. Right, no, there, let, is, let, there, is, there is a jeopardy rule with it that you can't be sent off. That is if yeah, shocking yeah. defending Shocking defending. I think this is going to go to VAR, isn't it? But I mean, he's keeping... So Trent's keeping up with him. Oh, no way. Sorry, that's not a penalty. He just kept running and then fell over Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'll tell you now. Mate, that's, that's not. Can't give that. can't you cannot give that. Give that. That's you got to go to VAR. That's not a penalty. That. You can't. You can't just trip over a player and pretend. <laughs> but in fairness, I'm just right. I, I kind of agree with you, Loz. But if Trent Alexander-Arnold isn't there, he scores. Is, yeah, he, that's not is the it point. not going to VAR? Is that not going to VAR? If he if, if Trent wow. Alexander-Arnold isn't there, he he has absolutely. To but that's the same as saying, well, if you're shielding the ball, then you can't. So it's been given though. So has it been given? Yeah. I'm surprised. Come on, I'm surprised by that. It's hard, so, isn't it? So for you those, that, so for those at home the, the, who aren't watching, basically, oh, Trent, they're going Thank to be on. Trent, Trent, after, Please, after making the tackle, is on the floor and he's sort of sitting, sitting up and Calvert-Lewin, you could argue, deliberately runs and falls over him to win the penalty. But he, he was in with a goal-scoring opportunity, though. So I do yeah, think yeah. he was probably genuinely going for the ball. But it was just one of those accidents that happened. He's given. I given. hate He's given. How's he given? So, sorry, mate. So I, I have no problem with it being given. You want to give that? Fine. I do. All right. I, what I do have a problem with is how long the referee spent at the screen there. Well, no, no. Three no, seconds. Three not seconds. even that. He didn't even have time to look at the replay. You can't tell me that mate, the referee analysed that at a mate, screen there. The referee did not analyze that. That was a glance. That. that wasn't a check. He literally went like this. 
Here we go. Like, sorry, do you not want to watch a couple of replays of this to check if your eyes well, we, were right? We watched three or four Sigurdsson, replays Sigurdsson's before, good here. before wow. I made, made my mind up on it. Here we go. He said, oh, oh, bloody cheeky penalty. I'll tell you what, this season's becoming an absolute disaster for Liverpool. And, and whatever the reasons are, it's un, un, unescapable, isn't it? No, yeah, there, there, yeah. there has to be some. Well, this is, this is symbolic as well. Like, this isn't just another defeat for Liverpool, wow. this is a symbolic one. I think, you know what, actually, I'm, I'm actually quite interested to see where Liverpool go from here. But Liverpool have had a lot of symbolic defeats down the years, uh, especially under Klopp, actually. So I'll be interested to see what they do after that because there have been a few turning oh, points. The goalkeeper just missed that by a, so precise because it wasn't moving. Going back no, to that penalty, there's not, there's I not think power what, in that what, penalty. What kills me a bit is that this is like, oh well, by the letter of the law, this sort of binary idea of it. The football's so subjective, What's you just can't, like, mate. There's no time for common sense anymore. But James, so James, wait there, wait there, wait there. Let's look, watch the trailing leg of Trent just to see what he does there. Does he? Clip them. No, he doesn't. No, I don't just, think Trent okay. does anything. It's unfortunate. For, it's unfortunate. <laughs> I think you've got that's to allow Trent to get a knee in the man. head. Yeah. Uh, from him falling over him. It's the same <laughs> with the handballs. Okay, so I've, I've had a bee, I've had a bee in my bonnet with refereeing for the last year, and it's really pissing me off. And VAR is not helping. Right? Does that get given in Europe? <coughs> yeah, it's a penalty, mate. In Europe, there's a penalty. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's a penalty. In my opinion, I'd like to explore it with you all in a minute, but. Yeah. I can see why it's given. Mm. I can see why it's given. Uh, the, pro- the problem is, if he's stopped a goal, he's stopped a goal. Yeah, but we don't, the thing is, right, when you say he stopped a goal, if, sure, if the goalkeeper, first of all, wasn't diving and recovering, if there wasn't another player immediately behind him. Oh, he's him, done brilliantly. Oh, no, he's just Amina. Wide, you know if, handball, you know if you handball it off the, air, off the line, yeah. so you stop a goal, you no, handball it by accident. That's ac- not this. No, but let's say that you handball it off by accident. You're not looking. It's totally accidental. Is that a penalty? Yes. Because you've stopped, you've stopped so, the ball going yeah, in. Yes. That is effectively what's happened. No, it's not effective. No, well, no, because it, it, he, first of all, he, we don't know they would have got a shot off. He wasn't shooting on goal. He was still running through and Trent was on the floor not making a tackle. So basically he's just putting his body in between him and the other. It's not the same situation, Rory. It's, no. it's for me. No, you're right. Like, <laughs> no, he's done nothing today. No, I, I'm not picking on the guy. It's it's specifically about his finishing. Like back in the day when Newcastle had Craig Bellamy, he was a fucking amazing mm. player, but the guy couldn't finish a fucking dinner. And there's a, the amount of times where Firmino just there worked so well to get himself into a great position, but can't hit the target earlier on. We've seen him slice a shot into the fucking stands under not under any major pressure, and obviously his goal record has never been what he's been about. But even by the standards that he's set, it's, it, I feel like he's just not do, having a good the, the thing is, Brian, I think with Firmino, what he does is so nuanced and so brilliant. When it's working, it's worth its weight in gold. But when that isn't working, you need to be chipping in with goals because you're a centre-forward. That's it, yeah. And it's currently not working. And he's therefore... When, when, when his brain isn't working and he's not opening up space for the other two and they're not scoring, he needs to be putting other things on the table and he's yeah. currently not. Which has got to be at least a shot on target. At the so very I think, least. I think that's the point from him is I, I understand it. For a long time it was like, yeah, I get it. Like, you know, mm. you get a few shots on target or you get a few P-rollers or mm. whatever. But he's just not putting anything. No. Like, also, it's... when things are going well, he's responsible for the best part of 60 goals. Between his, you know, his his movement, what he's doing, what, what, the way he's opening up space for his teammates, and what he did chip in himself occasionally, 60, 60 mm. goals. You know, Salah's banging in thirty, whatever's coming in for the rest of the team. When they're not scoring, when they're not firing, he's. I don't really know what he's doing then. And look, mm. this isn't about him because 
if you, if you ask me, all right, the penalty shouldn't have been given, but the opportunity that was created and the opportunity for Richarlison was all down to terrible defending from mm-hmm. Liverpool, like a complete switch off. And that, the guy, uh, what's the guy? Uh, Kabak, the new Kabak. guy. Kabak, Kabak, Kabak and Phillips. Mate, mate. And it's, it, you know, like, at the end of the day, they've they literally been brought in because mm. of Liverpool's situation. 17th but, partnership. Yeah. 18th. Uh, 18th. But 18th. We're, <laughs> seeing, we're seeing a defender who is, um, I don't know if he'll never be good enough, but right now he's having a fucking meh. So, um, he, you know. He actually, bought, he's bought, he, I think he bossed the game earlier in the week. I think he was a really good player. But like you say, it's almost like bringing a lover in. It just doesn't work. He looked so, so Matt Phillips as well. My impression of him in this game is not quick enough up here or down there. You know, like the, 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 not that down there, like further down. But you know what I'm saying? Like, the, the kid's feet. He, he looked slow. He, he wasn't. And if you are slow, you've got to judge what is happening as a defender very well. Like, you know, we remember when Terry lost his legs, Rio, uh, actually Rio was fucked when he lost his legs. But the point stands, you kind of got to mould your game if you're not the quickest defender to anticipate what's going to happen. And the guy just wasn't on it. No. Um, Having having said that, I do think that that penalty, obviously, you know, you... It's been given this penalty. It's a joke, though. But it's changed the game it's, because yeah, Liverpool yeah. were chasing this before and were dominating possession. And the problem is, I don't think Liverpool have created... Not, it's not they've not created a lot because there were a few, quite a few shots on goal, but they've not created good enough chances that got Liverpool into a position where you go, you know what, they deserve Let's the be real. Away. It's a classic Liverpool Premier League game in the last... 15, Just which is that if Mo Salah doesn't score, we're not saying a fucking goal. And oh, he's, for, he's trying to buy one himself. It's well, so then, what's the difference between that and what happened by I don't, I don't and, and, that's, and that's my point, is that there needs to be this element of common sense in yeah. it. Like, is, is that enough? Yes, there is contact. Is there enough? Like, I watched a clip the other day and it was a, I mean, it was a bit of a joke clip because it was just people like diving in, diving in, diving in. But, but every single time, they got the ball. Technically, they that's got the penalty. man. And like, things like that. Like the fact that it doesn't matter if you get the ball anymore. It's how how much veracity there is in, and how you get the ball. It's bollocks. It's, uh, what I don't get is there's such inconsistency in all of these decisions. But there's always going to be. So there has to be an element of common sense but, for me but because you're not going to get this binary but that's what I'm saying. shit. But it's, but it's, so it's not about the consistency of the decision. If the referee had gone over and watched the screen and gone, in my opinion, that's a penalty, I'd go, okay, well, the referee's watched that there and that's part of what we got in the game. He literally went like this. Yeah, he'd already, made, like, his, he'd already, he'd already made, made his mind, mind up. up. He, he's he's going through it. the motions of watching the telly. And, and he, he, wasn't, he wasn't actually watching the replay. He could have at least done us the fucking courtesy of and pretending. Like, yes. give a fuck. But it's interesting yes. because normally when people go to, to the screen, they the idea, well, but also the, the directive is that you need to take a look at this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they mm. change their mind. So, so he didn't so even take a look. You've got a striker who's fallen over a defender who wasn't even looking at him when the event occurred. You can't say that was a mistimed challenge. The guy was sat on the floor and you ran over him. You also that? sped up to run into him. So you can't say... Yeah, like, yeah. Can we yeah, get, can right. we get a poll on this looking, was it? If it was a penalty or not. I'd love to know. There what were, it 77% of the chat say that it was a, it was a penalty. It, it was, was a penalty. So, so to me, if I've got my back to the guy who's running into me and he falls over me and they give a penalty, I'm like, what were you doing? Let's, can we just explore it from the other way then? Let's say that a penalty from that position isn't given. He yeah. doesn't give a penalty there. Everton have been robbed, haven't they? How? How? Because he has been brought down in the area that has stopped a 90% chance. But, but, but he hasn't if, been brought down so my, my, He's my, been brought down can, by... No, he's it, fallen it, over in the area. Two seconds. The, a, a defender made a challenge, which took the ball. The defender is then on the floor. You then run over that defender and fall over of your own volition. How is that a penalty? But he's running over him to get to the ball to knock it into an empty net. But, but the fact that he was already on the floor isn't his fault. 
That is not... He happens to be on the floor at that time because that's what happens in football sometimes. You can't then go to him. You impeded him deliberately. No, you, you haven't done anything like that. You, you're you might just not there. have impeded him deliberately, but you have impeded him. But no, the, no, but you have... But the point is it's not being impeded. He, Trent Alexander is not making motion towards the player. If anything, he runs... He's static. He's, he's on the floor and he's fucking ass. He's not doing shit. But, and is your so, presence enough to... Um, by the way, I'm just exploring it. Absolutely. I appreciate but, that. But so, 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 so first is your of all, presence so, enough of a so, thing? So first of all, the ball's no longer in Cavaloon's possession, so you can't say that we, we conclusively was his. But secondly, you then, if a defender ever needs to defend the ball, if a player just runs into him, bounces off him and goes, well, that should have been my ball. It's like, well, that, doesn't make that, any that sense. That's the perfect yeah, that's logic. True. That's true. If, if, uh, if you run into a player now and hit the deck, that's penalty. That's, yeah. that's, that's, that's my point about the Because it should have been yours. But, but that's my sense. point about the common sense is because it's actually about fairness. And so mm. what you're seeing now a lot of times is, is people running into the box and sticking a leg out in this weird way so that it gets contact so that by the letter of the yeah. law yeah, yeah, yeah. you initiate contact as a, yeah, yeah, it's right. nonsense tell you what you know some of that Alisson one sorry just because if he d- if he holds on to the ball is it still a foul <laughs> probably not no probably not it, the reason it's been given as a foul is because I think it's been construed as being the denying of a goal scoring chance there's no it's effort not. to have fairness or common sense in these yeah. things it's too subjective as a, a sport bro the, the, this, the, these rules are so easily manipulated I think of some of the um the clever players that we grew up watching and how they love were it. playing yeah, with this. Owen loved it. Gerard loved it. Oh. Right now, them just had a wicked... Ruud van Nistelrooy would have had an extra yes. 20 penalties <laughs> in a single season. Yeah. But what's interesting is 70% of the chat here... Disagree, disagree with, with us, yeah. Maybe they need to watch it again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, one Genuinely, fair play. Yeah. Uh, just how I see it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? By the way, in this time, OG Scottish Tubman uh, just donated twelve tier one subs. Oh, he's so. our friend from the yeah. week. From the other week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's now he's 123. He's, he, he, he did the same during my gaming stream the other day. Really? I, I stream quite often. <laughs> You're busy. Really good fun. Really entertaining <laughs> stuff. We have discos on Fridays. <laughs> I stream too. <laughs> Yeah. Keep yeah. it up, keep I'll, it up. Mark. One day you might make it. I'll, Maybe. I'll, I'll build your Maybe. garden. Probably. We've got a big injury here from Everton, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, OG, if you've got a garden and you're willing to give this many jobs away, think about, <laughs> think about all the planters you could have. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but, but be careful. A lot of them are dodgy. You need to get with someone you can trust. Yeah. Let, let's start talking about itchy landscapes. What, what, <laughs> what does this mean for Liverpool the rest of the season? That's because. Clearly, this will be a huge boost for Everton, who are now joint on points. Joint on points with Liverpool, with a game in hand. Um, Liverpool, yes, Liverpool have played an extra game, and Liverpool are uh, sixth. Is that is that right? Yeah, yeah sixth. Um, yeah, you've got uh, two. Uh, West Ham have played one less game, two extra points, and then it's Chelsea, Leicester, Man United, Man City, which kind of. The more Liverpool slip like this, the more it's increasingly looking like that four could be the four. Mm. It's getting to a point where they, they need to go on a proper run here now. Because <laughs> this has to stop you, now. Yeah. Because uh, West, Ham go, West Ham go five points clear, don't they? Uh, with the defence that they've got and with the lack of um, ferocity in the middle and the lack of goals from Mane and Firmino, I am not seeing any signs that Liverpool are going to get top four right now. And Jordan Henderson's just gone off He's his out. No, oh, I can't really see possibly what, I the rest of the season. It's getting to the stage Lord now. Almighty, I can't believe what I'm already. about to say. And I almost don't believe it. Relegation? No. <laughs> but they're not, they're not going to make the top four, are they? No, I, I, think, I, I, mean, I, I think they will still. With the current trajectory. No, no but you're, mm. you're, you're looking at it because they won the, champion, like the, they won the Premier League yeah, last season. History's but the reality is, in, if you look at the way they're playing, and this, for me, is so... It, actually, to be fair... 
I've seen Liverpool play a lot worse than this at many occasions this season. Liverpool have had a go, but the problem is they were asleep at the start of the game and they got 1-0 down. Maybe if they'd had that intensity without an opening goal, they, they might have won this game, but it, they, they fucked themselves because they basically started 1-0 down. But I, it, it's the lack of goals again from Firmino and Marnie. That's it. Uh, that is a, cr- a huge reason yeah, that I, I'm not saying... Well, I don't not. think they've had a bad game today. I don't think they've played badly. Who? I, I, I get no. what you mean, but what is... Clear now. There is a template That's to beat, to beat Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. That is that suits most teams that are going to play. They're not Liverpool. doing well in the final third, though. They're not creating what Lauren said before is great opportunities. They're, the old Liverpool of last two years, they'd pressurise you and they'd open you up and there'd be great opportunities made. They're, they're trying to pressurise you as best they can without that energy in the middle from Henderson, and they're doing it to, to a degree. But then they get to that that eighteen yard box. <laughs> And, and, they, and they lose it. They, they lose that creativity. Yeah. And so, it's so there was there was a thing last year where if you want if you wanted to try and pass out from the back, we'll press it. If you wanted to sit back, yeah. have eleven behind the ball, okay, we can play that way. Whatever way you wanted to play against us, we'll find a way. This year we can seem to find a way, and it's very frustrating. At the moment, I think I think you were saying there's 14 games left. I think we're going to have to win 12 of them to get top four. And no, I'm, what? Really? Is it that desperate? You're going to go on from some. Oh, you're going to have to go on some sort of run. Correct. Then no. Well, well obviously you don't well, know about the runs for the other teams. I mean, that's only three points off top four. At the you know, moment, you know, one of the big hopes is that Leicester do what they did last time and bottle it. I, I think they. Uh, that that's also what I've been clinging on to. I don't think they will. I think Leicester can bottle it. I think the Brentford can, can bottle it because yeah. they happened last time. But I don't. I agree with you. Somebody needs to be knocking on the door. Leicester better this year than they did last year. Somebody needs to be knocking on the door though to put Leicester under pressure. And currently, people aren't. And the clubs that put them under pressure is a club like Liverpool. Like you're scared yeah. of Liverpool chasing you. You're not scared of West Ham chasing you. That's such a, that's such an important point because that, that is it. They no, you could see Leicester City feeling it last yeah, year. Yeah, man. This Chelsea year they're, they're smelling blood, aren't they? They saw it last week with the game. That, I think I think this is they they need to get that fear back into into the opposition that they're playing. And and for Liverpool again, this is how many times have we seen this this type of game play out like this? So that's it's a massive problem. That's what yeah. I was going to say to you, Rory. You're on about the fear of Liverpool. Do people have the fear of Liverpool anymore? Because I don't think they do anymore. Oh, wow. Duncan Ferguson's neck and arm with players here on the pitch. He's got a mental. He's <laughs> kissing <laughs> everyone. You just take it, wouldn't you? He probably, yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah. He probably yeah. played the nah, last time they won. Yeah, you don't, you don't argue. Um, Duncan Ferguson's going mad. And Everton are celebrating this. like It's a bit of a... Uh, it's a huge win. Symbolic. Which it, it it is massive, symbolic. Yeah. 1999. It's, 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 it, I, I can't uh, state this enough. This is huge for Everton and their <laughs> fan base. Like, no, this is, is one of the things that will happen to them in years. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you and, and for Everton where they want to get to, they have to start beating these these bigger sides, right? Yeah. And, so, and they've now Alan, done one. I, I think the cool. fear factor that you're talking about with Liverpool, it, it still exists <coughs> in my mind. I'm still very intimidated by Jurgen Klopp and I'm still very intimidated by Liverpool as champions, as is the team that won a European Cup in very recent memory. But I don't know if my feeling towards it is necessarily the general consensus. I don't think that other people yeah, yeah. are. I don't think... I think we also got to give credit on Ancelotti and what he's done in a short space of time in turning Everton into a team to be feared themselves as well. Um, yeah. You know, when he came to the Premier League, I think he was the last guy to take points in the Champions League off of club. With Napoli, yeah. And, you know, um, this is a real, a, a proper manager. And I think a lot of teams missed the trick in not snapping him up. And, right, absolutely. Um, you know, what I think we're probably seeing the tip of the iceberg and what he could do at Everton long term. Um, I know he's not the youngest manager, but I, I, I believe in his ability for sure. 
and you don't win three Champions Leagues with different clubs by luck. Do you, do you know what the killing thing about, like, I used to hate every Everton manager and I actually liked this guy. Yeah, he's very he comes well. across yeah, very, yeah, well, he's, he's very, very frustrating. He's, he's, yeah, he's a gentleman. Yeah. And him and Klopp, uh, you know, you'd love to be a fly on the wall to listen to their chat yeah, after yeah, the yeah. game yeah, and yeah. that because they're both top level managers, aren't they? And that's something that Everton have always been outgunned when it comes to Liverpool. They've always known we have a worse manager than you. Yeah. And now there's a fair argument for them to go, well, We've got more Champions yeah, League wins in, in our yeah, guy. Yeah. So, and and the, the development of the, those players as well. You know, this is a game without Alan didn't play in this one. Uh, Calvert-Lewin came on for the for the mm. second half of it. Likes of Tom Davies, you saw there. Ben Godfrey, a cracking player. Mm. These are players that today. This, yeah, they, these are players that I think even at the start of the season you went, oh, okay, that's their starting eleven and they're very good. And they lost a couple of had injuries along the way and they've been up and down. The fact that those squad players like Davies and Godfrey and Holgate or people that were previously mm. seen of those kind of players are kind of starting to step in and, and grow as players so that next year a bit like you're talking about Curtis Jones is now seen as a Fort Pajak said it the, uh, the other day said he's not just a youngster he's a, he's a first teamer who's young yeah like these you're seeing that with Everton now like the team is growing yeah it's good Go, going back to Liverpool I, I, I just think it's the goals need to start coming yeah. again that is it's crucial Mane and Firmino have not been delivering this season and if they don't start there's no way they're making trouble. they owe team. this team as well they owe they owe Klopp and the fans to turn it on now for the next 12 games that, that was one of the things that early on in the season I think even at the start of the season when Lawrence mentioned the rumours of Mane to Barcelona I was like hmm and like I just don't think he's the same mentally with that looming, if that is the truth. Yes, um, at some point, you've got to bit, kind of move on. I, I know it's lovely to make a dream last for as long as you can and go, this, you know, God, this could last for years. Sometimes you've got to cash out on things or go, right, now it's time to roll the dice, move on. Yeah, totally. You um, really need to just the, get the to the end of the you know, season. Do you know the only problem with it now, Loz? I feel that if, you, if we were having this conversation just after Liverpool won the league, you would be looking at every club in, virtually every club in world football would be saying, we want virtually any of that team. Mm -hmm. You're looking at it now and you think, is there a queue for Mane? Is there a queue for Firmino? I think there are a couple of top sides in Europe that want Mane and there's a couple that want um, Salah. I think that's why I'm no, saying No, Salah, Salah's the one you I can't think let you, go you, That's why you never, you were never going to cash in on Firmino. You were never going to go, let's cash in. Firmino's not the guy, but Mane kind of was and now obviously Mane's numbers have dropped so significantly. But that doesn't mean that Klopp can't revive him as a player. I mean, he, he's been great for years. It's not like he can't have a great season next season. I, I believe that, but yeah. the, there's something not quite right with him. They need, they just just need to get to the end of the season yeah. we're in the Champions, in the Champions League, League and go thank fuck that's over because also this will scupper like John Henry John Henry is the driving force behind this Super League mm. you can't really try and be trying to walk a straight Super League when you're not in the Champions League yeah. well, mm. no, well you kind of can't well we were having this conversation the other night about whether you whether it's almost like a coefficient sort of thing Liverpool's mean of finishes and how many they've won those kind of things you almost can't make a Super League without some of these big names yeah. can you say Manchester United right now really Really deserve to be in there just because they've competed in the competition yeah. you say City deserve to be in it if City have never won it yeah, like, yeah. it's an interesting one but, yeah. but, it, but what it does is it, it at least means that we have the question yeah. Whereas prior, you know, to, prior to Liverpool, like Liverpool winning the Champions League, it's not even a question. Do you know what I would say? And um, obviously there have been some really sort of, uh, there have been some really like boneless, boneheaded um, ideas of like Liverpool being bad champions and all these people <laughs> putting all these ideas around. I think this has been the poorest title defence that we've seen in quite a few years. And it's been a very disappointing title mm -hmm. defence. I, I mean, 
I, I'm, uh, I, I'm, I'm sort of against these bad champions things because I don't really understand what that means. It's like what they have. You're saying the team haven't put up a fight or haven't put up enough of a fight for you, but you can say it's been disappointing. You can say it's been poor. You can say it's been sometimes lackluster. You're after Chelsea's record, mate. We, we won it what? and finished 10th. A big fall off. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we okay. won it and finished 10th. Leicester won it and finished 8th. Yeah, but it's also a lot of expectation, isn't it? People are reducing a, a huge story to a sentence and going, bad champions to, to, uh, to provoke a desired response, which is to trigger Liverpool fans into feeling, to take away from their title win. Because yeah. when you sit and watch the Liverpool fans celebrate like you have and all that, they, and you want to take away, you, that's what you do. You reduce it mm. to bad champions. Yeah. When Liverpool fans then come back and go, well, actually, we've had many, many injuries and that this would happen to a lot of teams who'd won the title. You know, outside... I mean, it, you pull out the best yeah. player that you've got and it is going to be a struggle. But... Um, I think the most important thing for Liverpool now is to look fucking forward and put it all behind them. Do you think but, they make top four? Um, I, I, I don't right now, if I'm honest, because I'm not seeing enough in the, the eye test. I, I try and look beyond hmm. the stats and just look at a way team, a team is playing and I feel like the momentum, and momentum is a scary fucking power, isn't it? When you look at the momentum that West Ham and Leicester have, as much as, you know, you look at the greatness of Klopp and what the, some of these players have done, and you, you look at some of the, how average the key players are in the team performing, like, because Thiago is out of position and he isn't being supported by defensive midfielders, because Henderson isn't in that midfield to give that energy, because Van Dijk isn't there to lead one of the other useless centre-backs, there's so much wrong with that team that I can't sit there and go... And then they're not creating enough up front. I can't go, yeah, they're going to do it just because they did well last season. Everything I'm saying is, is a no from me. Here's one for you then. Can they, can they get into it by winning it? They're 2-0 up. They're going into the last eight, it's fair you, to you'd say. Never put it, you'd never put it I beyond put it past to win something. I, 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 no, I, I would as well. Worst I, I teams than this Liverpool team have won the Champions League in the past. Uh, but, but I think the thing is that there's, there's, best a, teams, isn't there? there's a byproduct as well from this bad form. Like You can sometimes have that respite <laughs> of, the, of the Champions League, but I, I think... I think it will. Elements of that will come to to hurt them because the, this team is is so stunted. They're so struggling with confidence, and you're seeing that not not in the defensive side of it. Down the other end, that's where it happens when you start to take a second longer. Mate, or the you're not sure about third, the right they thing. look clueless. At it's times. the scoring of goals, yeah. So that's why I think, although as much even as the, the two goals they scored in the Champions League were through defensive errors, it was gifted to them. Yeah, they didn't create them themselves. They didn't break the team down and make it happen. And I've sat here for fuck knows how many Liverpool games this season and gone, they ain't got nothing going forward. Right? Is there any positives? Is Jota on his way back? Is anything? <laughs> he's, 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 on his he's, way he's two weeks. Do you know what I can yeah. see happening though? I can see it, it getting to a point where it's like. Mathematically, you can't get in the top four anymore, and then you have and then to like go that. No, no, but then you go. You, I bet you just turn it on for the last like well, four sure. games that's, of the that's season. What he, that's what because he did. that that pressure will just go right. That's that's what he did in his first season for the Europa League. He knew he couldn't get top four and just went all out for the Europa League. Yeah, the, the difference is obviously I think you can compete in Europa League. Yeah, yeah. Competing in yeah. the Champions League now is mm -hmm. so difficult. Just for the record, by the way, I'd like to do this. I've just seen the penalty again. I was suggesting that it may have been a penalty for certain reasons. It isn't a penalty. No. Just to anyone watching yeah. it, that, um, it's not ju a penalty. Just, just for the record, um, on the next episode of the kickoff, Rory will have to do a rap because <laughs> Ollie 75769 and Lloyd Mayrick have bought one. Um, okay. They've secured that. Is that um, one each? Okay. 
Uh, Wheel uh, it up. What am I doing? You're going to have to plan this out, Rory. You're going to have to put right, some thought into it. I'll give you some time. We'll do it the next I'll one. I'll do White Clef, John. I'm also just going to say this, right? It's also just... It's, I really it's, didn't expect it, that. I'm doing White Clef. The strange thing is... November. It's or? also going to be a cappella. So that's oh, we can be, beatbox, yeah. me and Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. We'll beatbox. That, that's ideal. We're going to need to know what it is so we can get the tune. Wycliffe John. Um, Perfect just, gentleman. Right. Okay. I was blessed with the body of the guy. <laughs> right. Don't give it away. Big thank you. By the way, people have won on. Uh, Osman's won. Uh, Someone's won on the kickoff versus. I don't remember their name, um, but there were Fame. people who won. Well, they, they'll remember. <laughs> Pato G won. Um, and I think they won the, the four thousand. Was it a thousand pounds? Thousand pounds. Someone won a thousand pounds on the kickoff versus. That's why you need to play it every week. It's free. And there were other people also gifted. 10 subs we appreciate the two guys who gifted 10 subs each we really appreciate all the audience who are supporting the show um, and yeah. Scottish Tubman gave 12 yeah. thank you very much big love uh, big thanks to two guests today Alan and James appreciate you coming especially cheers, Alan because it was a minute thing. well I mean, especially, especially Alan <laughs> <laughs> just to be clear though Alan, Alan had to Alan super got in and out <laughs> 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 Alan, had, Alan had to pretty much sprint across town I love it um, and James that's why he's a mate so, um, yeah. so yeah big thanks big thanks to all of you lot Thanks for watching, and we'll see you later. Cheers.